Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to be recapping our live viewing of WWE Raw is 30. Sarah, yes. how pumped are you about this? I am a sleepy amount of pumped because I got home late last night from this thing. <laughs> yes, we went, we went to Philly to see Raw's 30th reunion episode. And Sarah, yes. mm -hmm. you don't actually watch wrestling. This is your first time ever. Yeah, this was my first time watching the boys smash the other boys and then also the ladies <laughs> smashing the other ladies and then sometimes there's a wizard and yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait to hear your experience of this. But you have enjoyed the wrestling for a longish time? Yeah. I I've I've been seriously or at least following regularly the wrestling since 2008. So I'm not okay. really like an OG. I know like tonight there was a bunch of WWE legends from the past or last mm -hmm. night, I should say. And I don't have the nostalgia for many of them because <laughs> I didn't really watch when they were actually on for a lot of them. And right. a couple of them I saw, but you know, like I didn't have their whole careers. I only caught the end of it. Mm -hmm. So they're not as big for me, but it is what it is. Some of Some of them are good though. So we'll get to that. Some of them I recognized, so that says something. Yeah, that does say something, yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to hear that? I probably, I might have told you this before. Do you want to hear my, the the first match I ever saw? Or the it wasn't the first match I ever saw, but it was a match I randomly watched once that made me want to keep watching wrestling. You want to hear this Your story? Your wrestling origin story? Yeah, it's yes. my wrestling Give origin it to story. Me. All right, 2000, I believe this was 2008. I could mm -hmm. have the date, I could have the year wrong. But it was the year that uh, The Undertaker was mm -hmm. facing Batista on SmackDown. Okay. You're familiar with both these guys, actually. <laughs> yes, because one of them's in a movie and the other one I've just heard of. <laughs> yeah, Batista acts in movies now and is probably most known for Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. They were having a steel cage match, Sarah, Ooh. which we'll get to later. And <laughs> But steel cage <laughs> match on SmackDown, so it wasn't even a pay-per-view. So that I, like, I, don't, I don't think I got raw on my television growing up. But I, we, I did get SmackDown at the time with whatever channel SmackDown was on at the time. And they were facing each other, and it was like, I was like, oh, cage match, that's interesting. And then it was like kind of what I expected. And then we didn't even get to see, you didn't even get to see what a cage match is supposed to be, Sarah, because of what happened <laughs> yeah, last shenanigans. night. But an option of how to win a cage match is like you can climb over the top of the cage, and if you get your feet to the ground, you win. Oh, you just escape? If you can escape the cage, you also win the okay. match. But you can also win normally as well. Okay. Um, so the Undertaker Batista had this like epic back and forth match. And then at some point, they both just decided, like, fuck it. We're just going to climb the cage and just see who can get out first. <laughs> and they both like slowly, like, they didn't just like fall to the ground and win the match once they got over the top of the cage. They like carefully like climbed down to like pretty low and then they mm. like could see each other and they somehow like indicated to each other to drop so that they hit uh. the ground at the same time but they like they like definitely messed it up and undertaker <laughs> hit the ground first but then like i think at the time smackdown was a um was recorded it wasn't live Oh, okay. So on TV, what they did was they like the two camera shots of each wrestler individually 
Mm-hmm. They put them side by side on the screen and then they time sync <laughs> them so that their feet hit the ground at the same time. Except so in, the, in the background of the Undertaker's camera angle, you could see Batista <laughs> on the other side of the ring. And like you could tell that Batista had not fallen as far <laughs> as it indicated on his half of the screen, you know. Nice. And so Undertaker definitely hit the ground first. But uh, Undertaker was the it was the world champion at the time, and so it ended up being a tie. And then a tie goes like the champion retains the title in a tie. Okay. But it was like a brutal match. Undertaker might have been bleeding or whatever, so it didn't oh, matter geez. what. The, back then, they did bleeding on purpose more often. Oh. But yeah, un, so Undertaker's like beat up pretty bad. He, even he would have won anyway, even if shenanigans didn't happen. But then, <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a pretty interesting match. But then. This guy named this big guy named Mark Henry, who used to hold the like they call him the world's strongest man because he used to hold some weightlifting record. Mm, okay. He comes out and he just starts beating up the Undertaker even more. Oh. <laughs> like the cage has been lifted and he's just beating up the Undertaker even more. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. What like wh- why isn't this episode <laughs> of SmackDown ending? And then I had no idea what was this. This was at the time. And then after he, Mark Henry beats him up, then this guy Edge comes out <laughs> and he has a briefcase. <laughs> oh. Which I had no idea what it was at the time, but apparently it was a contract that allowed him to face the champion for his for their title at any time. So this was oh. Undertaker's like passed out on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yes, start the match. <laughs> and then he like, cashes in the money in the bank and then he goes to pin him and then the undertaker kicks out (laughs) and it's like yeah but then he gets up and then edge hits him with his finisher and then edge wins and wins the title and i didn't even know who edge was or any of these i knew who the undertaker was but like i didn't know anything but it was just like pure chaos and i was like Mm. i need to know why all this (laughs) happened and like i have no idea what i was watching and it was so good it got you hooked (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it got me curious enough to <laughs> dive deeper, and then I wouldn't—I don't know—I wouldn't say I'm like I'm not obsessed with wrestling. Like I'm not watching every episode every week. Mm-hmm. I oftentimes don't watch SmackDown because I go play badminton on Fridays, so uh-huh. Friday nights. So I miss SmackDown a lot. But you've gone like in person several times, right? Yeah, me and my wife go a lot. So when if they're in Philly and it's like it seems like it's gonna be big, we go. But yeah, this is gonna be fun. That's my, that's, yeah. I just wanted to, I'm probably not going to be as hyped for these legends things. So that's why I'm only, <laughs> I only go back to 2008. So yeah, yeah. anything else you want to preface before we get into the recap, Sarah? I know so little about wrestling. <laughs> so just be prepared for that. Are Let's you, <laughs> are you, ups- <laughs> are you glad to have gone? Yeah. Yeah. It was the time. Okay. It was, the time. <laughs> it was. An interesting experience. I I will say I don't think they hooked me the way they hooked you back in the day, but <laughs> I do not regret going. I had fun, so there we go. Yeah, we're gonna we're also gonna watch the Royal Rumble, which is coming up on Saturday. And I think if you were going to get interested at all in wrestling, that's probably the best match to mm-hmm. watch to get interested in. So we'll see if you anything catches you <laughs> catches your eye in those matches <laughs> at all. But yeah, so we went to. The Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia mm-hmm. on January 23rd for the Raw 30th anniversary episode. And we're going to talk about what happened. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So for anybody that doesn't go, they also do these uh, 
they're not really dark matches because WWE put the does put these online, but they had main event. They call this there's like a show called main event, which I've never watched before. <laughs> but apparently they just basically film like a match or two before the actual like episodes of Raw and SmackDown start at the live events. <laughs> so the first two things we actually saw like weren't part of part of Monday Night Raw. This is a very confusing name for something that is not that important. <laughs> the WWE. Like... Yeah, it's like trying to hype up the show by calling it the main event but it's like the least main event yeah <laughs> yeah unless it's amazing and i've just never watched it but nobody ever talks about it i don't think like titles change hands unless the show has its own title but i nobody had a title that we were seeing nope yeah it didn't even get a lot of discourse between uh people it was just a, a couple rounds of smashing yes uh so sarah you know like almost i i gave sarah like a 90 minute crash course before we went to see raw live <laughs> i tried to remember but i'm not great with names they didn't all stick <laughs> i only covered the current storyline main characters and i probably still didn't get them all so sarah knows nobody in the main event this main event stuff is she gonna know? oh yeah uh but we're gonna have a fun time letting sarah describe <laughs> <laughs> the people that yes. fought. So there were two matches in the main event, Sarah. Well, who yes. who did they who wrestled? The first one was, um, I don't mean to be rude by saying this, but it was a cannonball on legs who came out. This <laughs> man was very round and very large, and then a teeny little speedy guy came out, and and they had a round of smashing. Yeah. And to no one's surprise, the cannonball won because he just, you know, I mean, how's the little There's a little bit of a size discrepancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was cute because he'd pick up the little guy and he'd kick his legs real fast like a, I don't know, a princess <laughs> having a fit or something. And, you know, that was yeah. fun. Bronson Reed is the big guy. Akira Tozawa uh -huh. is the small guy. Akira Tozawa, I do like him. I think he's actually pretty funny. And he's also good at losing. He's a good, oh yeah, he's good at losing. So he, he did a lot of good. Oh no, I'm in so much pain. Faces while slowly yeah. rolling out of the ring, which is a thing I didn't know was gonna be a thing that happens. Which is just you lose and then you slowly try to get yeah. out of the camera's view. <laughs> yeah, he he did a good job making Bronson Reed look good. That was his job in the match. So yeah, good job, Akira. Uh, what was the second match, Sarah? In the main event, this was two women, and one of them came out in a i want to say a pirate coat without sleeves and she was just very very angry or maybe supposed to be acting crazy and there was yeah. a lot of shaking her head around and yelling yeah and then there was another lady who's like if i had to draw you a picture of what i thought a lady wrestler looked like like that's she's yeah. the exact stereotypical <laughs> picture like she's blonde and busty and like tight clothes and i was like yes that is what a lady wrestler looks like and then they did some smashing and i think the angry lady won Right? Yes, yeah. she did. Nikki Cross is the angry lady. Or I think she's just crazy. <laughs> I oh, don't know okay. if she's really angry. <laughs> she's just, I think she's just going insane is her kind of deal. Uh, well, she was very aggressive. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. She, this is like her original persona. Like, so like WWE has this, what I, I call it like the minor league system of WWE where, called NXT. And she, when mm -hmm. she was in NXT, she had this kind of like crazy, like losing her mind kind of gimmick. Ah. And then when she came up, she had it, but she was also like a good guy with it. So it was a little bit different. But then she eventually changed over. She started wearing like a superhero outfit. And she said <laughs> so she since she was calling herself uh, almost a superhero or okay. something like that. Yeah. 
and they actually let her like win money in the bank i think it was and then she she cashed in and won the championship for like a month <laughs> until the paper the next paper you came up so she she had a good run as the almost a superhero nikki cross <laughs> nice <point>. realistic goals <laughs> almost yes. a superhero <laughs> yeah and uh yeah dana brooks brooke i feel like i feel like she's good but for whatever reason never has gotten a big push i she had a couple like funny bits through over that the years that i liked but uh she's never gotten a, a big opportunity i feel like but it was whatever the match was whatever <laughs> yeah i don't know any of the storylines i made event oh, yeah i think they were like talking at each other but you can't hear that when they're not like doing mic work or whatever they're yeah. just shouting at each other in the and i guess you can hear that on tv but at the place you can't you haven't experienced the announcers yet because we don't get to hear the announcers live. You've only oh seen... yeah, yeah. There were guys there talking about it, but I I don't know anything. Yeah, they you'll had get to that say. on on Saturday. Sarah will be coming to my house to watch it online, so mm -hmm. you'll get the whole TV experience when we do that. Okay, you ready to get into the actual Monday Night Raw episode? Yes. Okay. What I want to do at the beginning of this is just acknowledge all the legends that were in this episode. Okay. That I feel like I should say their names on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> for, and for just popped out for a bit, but didn't really do a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say all these people came back for nostalgia purposes. There were people in the audience that were excited to see them. I was not super excited to see them. They added no, <laughs> I would say they added no value to like the current storylines going on. Mm -hmm. But there were a few legends I feel like who did. So I'll save them for later. But here are the ones that just kind of popped out and did a thing. Some of them I don't even yes. think were on TV. I think they only came out for us. Oh, yeah. Okay. We saw Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart. I knew who he was. You know Hulk Hogan, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy okay. Hart, Ric Flair, JBL, Ron Simmons, DDP Diamond Dallas Page, The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, and Alundra Blaze. Alundra Blaze, Sarah. The only uh -huh. woman they brought back for uh -oh. this Raw is 30 event. I didn't even like put that together till later. Huh. They advertised that the Bella Twins, who my wife really likes, the Bella Twins, mm -hmm. that they were going to be there. But my wife told me that she heard that they, like, didn't, they didn't even actually, they weren't even actually there. There was speculation that oh. they were there, but then got, like, cut from the, for time or something, maybe, as part of the, the women's cage match. But I think they weren't mm. actually there. So I don't know what happened. They were part of the graphic, so they made us feel like they were going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't. But yeah, they only brought back one women wrestler. And this is like, I feel like, you know, if you're celebrating Raw is 30, unfortunately, like you're going to like be celebrating the past. And if you're celebrating the past in WWE, it's a little bit of like, okay, we're <laughs> like back in the day, the women were definitely not getting time like the men were. Yeah. Like I was going to ask how recently that started, like when they started giving ladies their proper due in this whole situation oh uh i don't know i don't know how to put a date on it but there was kind of like a revolution that i guess i guess you could say the you know, the bella twins were part of and a few of the women wrestlers that are still on the roster now mm -hmm. uh, my wife and i went to like the first ever women's royal rumble which was in philly so that probably around then would, is what i would say i think that was like 2017 maybe oh so like the problem is most of the ladies are still active and they're not retired, so you can't bring them back, right? Yeah, I mean, like, you, they showed these, like, promos 
throughout the night of like the his, like histor- historical moments mm-hmm. on Monday Night Raw, and they did show moments with women, Trish Stratus and Lita. They showed a match between them, so they did highlight some stuff throughout the history, but they weren't actually there. You know, mm-hmm. there there yeah. are like women worth acknowledging, even like in the past. You know, like yeah, <laughs> there, there were some good wrestling women even in the days where women weren't getting time. Mm-hmm. But this whole like the fact that they only brought back a Lunder Blaze and a women's match ended up getting cut short is what it seemed like. Yeah, and then the other women's match was poorly booked, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. made it uninteresting. And it was kind of like the dull moment of the program. Yeah. Uh, it felt very, um, <laughs> I guess you could say it was nostalgic from that perspective <laughs> <laughs> to have the uh, women's uh... match be like, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was, it was a bad night for women's wrestling, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we still got to see a few people. Yeah. You still, one of them st- still made an impression. <laughs> My favorite yeah, wrestler yeah. <laughs> made an impression. <laughs> so we'll get to, we'll, get, we'll talk about them as much as we can, as much as they allowed us to. But yeah, those are the legends that appeared that I thought nostalgia, they were there, but didn't add anything. We're good on them. I'm not going to mention when they came out or anything like that. <laughs> Hogan opened the show, I'll say that. But all these people I mentioned earlier, like they didn't even get to go to the ring. They only got to come out on the yeah. stage and then they had to walk back. So the ones we're actually going to talk about it, they made it all the way to the ring. And there were a fair number of them, too. So there was a lot of folks from the past. There was one, a big group of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready to get into the actual content worth talking about? Yes. <laughs> okay. Apparently, I didn't realize this was a thing. Apparently, the first hour of Monday Night Raw last night was commercial free on television. Oh. So that's why I, I think at one point, like in the first hour, I turned to you. I was like, I'm pretty sure, like when they go to commercial, like they show you commercials in the stadium, because mm-hmm. I remember that being a thing last time we went to Raw. And but they're like, I don't know if they're the same commercials that you would see on TV, or if they're just like WWE specific commercials. Or yeah, something. they seem specific commercials. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we, I was like, oh, they haven't shown any commercials yet. Well, apparently, they weren't showing anybody commercials. That's why. Because <laughs> they had serious business to get to. Yeah. So, we're going to start the show with the bloodline, Sarah. Yes. The bloodline. This is this is the main story in WWE, in my opinion. These were a bunch of very serious boys. I, you say that, but it's like, <laughs> the storyline is, like, serious, but, like, they are being, like, humorous still. Like, it, it's, like, so silly, even though, like, they're being serious, but it's, like, I don't know. It's still silly in a way that I like it. Like that's like the sweet spot for me is like, mm-hmm. okay, you're you're being serious, but you're also acknowledging like the silliness of mm-hmm. wrestling. You know, like that's like the sweet spot for me. Like if it's just serious people being serious, like that's not interesting to me. When they walked in, it was oh very yeah, serious, yeah, though. yeah. They were just like, ooh, we are dramatic. <laughs> yeah, the Roman Reigns bloodline entrance is so slow and milked. It's like amazing. <laughs> It was. It's a good atmosphere, though, when it when it's it's going on. All right. Do you want to try to explain the dynamics of the bloodline, Sarah? Okay. <laughs> I I tried to explain it to you before we went. Let's see if you can do it. There is one fancy guy who is in charge of this group of people. Yes, Roman Reigns. And yes, he's also sort of the cousin of the Rock in a extended family sort of. Yeah way samoan culture yeah. yeah i don't know if it's blood but well, yeah i'm not i'm yeah. not 100 sure yeah roman reigns he is the only men's 
heavyweight champion right now because he has both of the world titles. He's so he's yes. referred to as the unified world champion or whatever since he has both titles. And he's had he hasn't had both he's had both titles for almost a year and he's had at least one title for over two years. So he's been the champion a long ass time. So he's he's earned his dramatic walk in. Yes. It, it was <laughs> his, I don't think his entrance was always that long. It gets longer <laughs> the longer he's been champion. <laughs> and then he has a man who carries his belts and talks for him yes. when he doesn't want to. This is Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is a <laughs> a legend on the mic. He's so good. We'll get to Paul Heyman when he does his bit. <laughs> not not Samoan. He's not Samoan. Not Samoan. And he's gonna put he's gonna be putting a guy on trial for not being <laughs> part of the family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's also not part of the family. <laughs> Here we go. But then there are three more Samoan boys who are brothers, and two of them are twins, and they fight together as a team, I think. The twins are a tag team, yes. Yes. And they have both the Raw and SmackDown tag team champions, so they're like the unified tag team champions. So the bloodline yes. has like almost all the titles you could possibly have in the in the They are the division. fanciest the two, yeah. boys. Yes. And then they out. have... This other guy who's, I don't know, a beardy white guy in a t-shirt who I just, like, I think, were they all shirtless? I think they were, I don't know, they seemed bigger and musclier, and he seemed more like a normal guy in contrast. I think the, the Usos, the tag team, they probably had, like, sleeveless shirts, if I had to guess. But whatever they were wearing was tighter, and they just seemed a little bit musclier than yeah. this other boy. <laughs> And he really just doesn't look like he belongs in this crew at all. Not just because he's not Samoan, but also just, I don't know. He gave me the vibe of he should just be home playing D&D, &D, but I like to be home playing D&D, &D, so maybe that's just me. Um, but yeah, he was also there, but also in trouble for reasons that didn't seem real. But yeah. 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 <laughs> so this is kind of out of nowhere. So even as as they're entering, like Sami Zayn is, is kind of like he's the extra extra bro mm -hmm. uh he's like kind of like slowly walking behind them like he's not as in sync with them as he usually is on the entrance there's a so tension there's a tension <laughs> yeah so here, here's what it is i i like to track like speculation going into events before i watch them mm -hmm. what centers around all of this weirdly enough is that there have been rumors that the rock is potentially coming back to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He did not show up this time, though, and I was a little sad about that. <laughs> but the more likely spot that he would show up is the Royal Rumble on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But there was, like, maybe he shows up tonight, like, even lower chance, but maybe he showed up. He would show yeah. up. Yeah. So the last couple of weeks, the bloodline has been kind of doing this, like, hinting that The Rock could be coming back, like, doing these subtle hints but not like outright saying it because I feel like, you know, the WWE didn't even know if the rock was the, the stuff with the rock was going to work out. So they said last week was like, Oh, everyone is going to show up and acknowledge Roman reigns 
because that's like mm-hmm. Roman Reigns' thing. He's like he's he tells people to acknowledge him. He's like, yes, he yeah. did demand that after he got in. The Everybody ring. loves that shit too. He was like, <laughs> he, he says the city name, so he was like Philadelphia, and then he like pauses for like thirty seconds <laughs> while everybody <laughs> cheers just that he happy said the city. They said the city name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he's like, acknowledge me, and then everybody boos him after that. <laughs> except they all they like boo and not boo and also do his gag like it's it's a little weird yeah i got very confused about like because there are people who are quote-unquote bad guys and people who are good guys and i don't know everybody seemed to have a real good time with everybody so i i could not track who were bad guys or not for me roman reigns is a heel but i like him <laughs> like ever ever since Sami Zayn got involved in this bloodline story i've loved it so Hmm. I'm I'm in on Roman Reigns right now, but okay. So they but so apparently what I was reading was there was supposed to be a Roman Reigns acknowledgement ceremony was what the segment was going to be called uh-huh. on, on this episode, but the day of or whatever it got reported that it was being the acknowledgement ceremony was going to be replaced by a segment called the trial of Sami Zayn <laughs> which is an amazing amazing alter alteration very different vibe <laughs> so th- it might have been in play the speculation was that okay they're going to have an acknowledgement ceremony for Roman Reigns but the only person in Roman Reigns's family that hasn't acknowledged him yet is the rock mm. so it was speculation that like they maybe like more relatives of Roman Reigns and the Usos and these guys were going to show up and acknowledge Roman. And then maybe the rock was going to show up and not acknowledge him or something like, like something uh, was going to happen. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. So either that fell through and the, the like, maybe the rock's not going to be involved at all, or they just decided not to do it tonight. They didn't yeah. do it on raw. We'll see when it gets to the rumble, but instead they tried, they did this trial of Sami Zayn and <laughs> At least I watched SmackDown on Friday going mm-hmm. into this. In every episode of SmackDown, Sammy and Roman Reigns have like a, is Roman Reigns going to kick him out of the bloodline <laughs> kind of vibe. But then by the end of every episode, it's like, okay, okay, they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> like kind of thing. And it, well, where we left off was, oh, they're cool again. Mm. And now we're starting Monday Night Raw with, okay, wait, Sami Zayn is on trial for something? <laughs> like, it was really out of nowhere, and I had no idea what this segment was going to be, but it ends up being amazing, in my opinion. <laughs> I'll say that this trial of Sami Zayn going right into a tag team title defense for, with the Usos is, mm-hmm. like, the best wrestling that I've watched in years. Like, it's so good. <laughs> my... <laughs> now, I, I, I'm... I'm it's easy to be biased when you go see the event live oh, because yeah, there's yeah. always more energy in the stadium mm-hmm. than there is with what, however you're watching it by yourself or with one other person yeah, that on makes TV. Sense. But to me, this felt really good. Not since, I would say like the best wrestling moment I can remember for people that are wrestling fans listening to this is, you'll like the name of this era. There was something called the Festival of Friendship <laughs> with, okay. Kev, with Kevin Owens, who you saw tonight, and Chris Jericho, who you did not see. That was an amazing wrestling moment. And it, it, they didn't wrestle in it. You know, if people say, oh, it's not wrestling, they didn't wrestle. Well, it, it's it's part of the storytelling. The story, <laughs> it was incredible storytelling. Okay. So, yeah. And that was back in 2017, I think. As oh, well. wow. So, it's been, I would say this is, you know, maybe the best segments of wrestling I've seen in five years. <laughs> That's how good I thought this was. 
I'll say up up to this point in my vast wrestling watching career is the best wrestling I saw too. So there you go. <laughs> it was literally the first thing you saw. It was the best thing I've seen no. in five years. I also saw a cannonball with legs oh, thrown around true. a little guy. So this is your first you know. um this is your first mic segment. Right? Nobody <laughs> yes. talks on the main event on yes, a, on yes. the mic. Yeah. Um okay. Let's talk about the trial of Sami Zayn. This is amazing. Do you want to try so to explain it, what's about to happen here? Sir? Yes. So the talkie guy, whose name I've already forgotten because I'm terrible with names. Paul Heyman. Uh, yes. He seemed real angry at this boy, Sammy. Is he always angry at him? No. That's also okay. why this is weird. Literally, the plot line on the Friday episode of SmackDown was like, Zayn thought Roman was mad at him, so he went to talk to him. And then he admitted that he was mad at him. And then Roman got mad at him or he didn't say or he was mad at him for like not trusting him. And then Paul Heyman literally like was supposed to be the one that calmed Roman down and like ah. got him to accept Sammy back. So this is really coming out of nowhere <laughs> that Paul Heyman all of a sudden is like, we have to kick Sammy Zayn out of the bloodline. <laughs> like, yeah. It's really real, random. <laughs> real worked up. And decided to be the prosecution in this case and yep. brought forth some video evidence of times when when Sammy was, I don't know, be, setting up a betrayal or something. He, he said he was like secretly yeah. in league with some other wrestler man who... I don't know who he is. It's the but... guy. It's the guy that Roman is going to face on Saturday ah. for the title. So yeah, and it is like in it in the history of their wrestling careers, Sami Zayn and this guy Kevin Owens are have been like best friends in the past. So they uh, have like okay. a history together, which is why it, it kind of does make sense. But before before we get to the the prosecution exhibit videos, uh -huh. <laughs> they had like exhibit A, exhibit B. It was so ridiculous and silly. <laughs> it was so good. Um. So a little bit of silliness with Paul Heyman here. Like, so Paul Heyman has a history with Philadelphia specifically, because I think he was, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but he was part of the ECW brand that started in Philadelphia, a wrestling brand uh. that eventually got like bought, I think by WWE or something like that. Okay. okay. Um, so whenever Paul Heyman shows up in Philadelphia, everybody starts chanting ECW, ECW, ECW. So that's uh. what they were doing, like right before he was going to start his segment. And then what's so silly is that, like, my wife and I went to Extreme Rules in Philadelphia, like, a few months ago. And there was, mm -hmm. he literally, like, had a promo that he made for Philadelphia. WWE knows that he can get the Philadelphia crowd, like, hype. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the promo was a long way of saying, like, like how do you define extreme? And then he just, he's like... I define it by Philadelphia and then like the crowd goes crazy, you know, like it was like a very intense promo to get Philadelphia excited. Yeah. And now, but now he's like supposed to be like only a few months later. Now he's like antagonizing the crowd of Philadelphia <laughs> where he's like, he like acknowledged the ECW chance, but he was like, he, he said to Roman, he was like, don't worry, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> like really trolling the fans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, then he got, did like a classic like mentioning of the local sports teams yes. which was really funny <laughs> because the eagles are going to be facing the 49ers on sunday for the nfc championship mm -hmm. and you don't know this but you didn't get this line at all but it was like pretty amazing writing that paul Heyman used to be the mike guy for a guy named brock lesnar who we'll get to at the end of the show 
And he always says his name like Brock Lesnar, like in a really intense way. Mm -hmm. And the quarterback for the 49ers, his name is Brock Purdy. So he like <laughs> gave this whole big thing like he normally does for Brock Lesnar. But he said Brock Purdy is going to beat the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. <laughs> it was like it's such a weird like coincidence of names that they yeah, actually yeah. used <laughs> for the <laughs> like the one week of time that it could you could make that. Yeah, joke. it was relevant. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. So Heyman's incredible on the mic, and he's about to literally just like pretend to be a prosecution lawyer in this like yes. super silly <laughs> trial, and I I can't like. I can't say he's ever done this in his life before, but he does a really good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his evidence is, like, so bad, too. It's so silly. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, somebody came to beat up the, the twins or something, and Sammy, like, didn't stop them or, like, was in the background not getting involved, and it was yeah. like... See? And the, the guy might have had like a sword too. Like, yeah, you can understandably <laughs> run away from the guy with like a yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These clips are from like months ago, Sarah. Like, they're yeah. so far ago, like long ago. Like, what? Yeah, the one you said, he's just like running away from a fight. And then there's another one where they won a big match together as the bloodline, like all five of them. Mm -hmm. And then Sammy like climbed on top of the cage and he was like celebrating. And then he threw up like, some hand signal that I'm not familiar enough to know what it is, but it's like not related to the bloodline. Uh, and I'm pretty sure like it meant nothing to the storyline at the time, but now like Paul Heyman is like using it as evidence <laughs> that like Sami Zayn is like in cahoots with Kevin Owens, like because he's throwing up these hand signals. <laughs> yeah. He just looked like he was happy and having a good time. And then, so there was, I think there was four exhibit videos that, that they played. Yeah. But then it got to the last one. And the last <laughs> one was just Sami Zayn doing like a, like he's basically hyping up the bloodline and how like they're, no one's ever going to beat us. Like kind of, like kind mm -hmm. of generic moment. And in this like hyped phase, phase of like, like telling everybody how great the bloodline is, he like accidentally like grazes by Roman Reigns's arm and like bumps into him slightly. Such a teeny bump. <laughs> and this shit happened like months ago, and now like he's bringing it to the table as evidence for why Sammy for like be... assaulting. <laughs> yeah, the he's king like that or is something. A... He's assault assaulted the tribal chief Roman Reigns. <laughs> It was so like as soon as they played this and Heyman was calling it like like assault and battery or whatever the fuck he was saying. <laughs> I was like, okay, this whole segment is now a joke and I love it. Like this is so good. <laughs> so good. Uh how are you feeling watching this, Sarah? <laughs> this was very silly, but okay. I was enjoying it, yes. <laughs> yeah. But what was amazing about these these video packages is like if you never watched a bloodline before, it they pretty much summed up the entire storyline that you need to know going into mm -hmm. what they they call this the road to WrestleMania season, like the from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania for the next month, two months and two and a half months, something like that, whatever it is. Yeah. So these are pretty good, just like catch up this on the storyline kind of videos. These are pretty mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Then, so then... Paul Heyman rests his he, the yes. prosecution rests. <laughs> This is so ridiculous. <laughs> and and Sammy does a thing where he's just very, very hurt and sad by all this, so he's not going to even defend himself. Yeah. It's, it's, 
It's very <laughs> all the feels. Yeah. At least as far as wrestling feels go, I guess. Okay, even before Paul Heyman started talking, when they all got in the ring and sat down, the crowd is already chanting Sami Zayn's name. Oh, yeah. Like, this is the biggest cheer spot of the night, and nothing has even happened yet. It's just like, <laughs> everybody like does what I do, where they look at like what the segments are going to be and like everybody knew that this was going to be the trial of Sami Zayn even though they didn't yeah. advertise it for it at all and then when Sami got the talk everybody chanted his name again and it was like the the crowd was like so into this <laughs> this trial of Sami Zayn yeah it's I even so saw good. a sign that's like Sami is innocent not that anybody knew what he was accused of <laughs> exactly <laughs> nobody they didn't set this up at all but everybody knew what was going to happen <laughs> Yeah, so he, Sammy's like, I have no defense. And then I liked this. Like, Roman actually talked. Like, he he does he does actually talk. It's not like when Heyman was with Lesnar, like, Lesnar, like, almost never talked. Mm-hmm. Reigns does talk. But Reigns, like, this is a goofy-ass segment for yeah. for the unified world heavyweight <laughs> championship to be yeah. involved in. But he, like, does, he, so I liked Roman in this segment because he, like, is getting into the segment by being, like, what do you mean? Like you, you're gonna disrespect me by not even having a defense. Like, <laughs> what was what was the point of you being in this group all along if you didn't even care? Like, I don't know. I get. I don't even know what exactly he said, but it, I, I mm-hmm. the fact that the World Heavyweight Championship is involved in this silly scene <laughs> is just so good to me. Yeah. So what happened? <laughs> what so is... then, the extra boy who is not the twins but is the brother yeah. of the twins was gonna i guess execute sammy or something <laughs> roman is like solo take care of him <laughs> and then solo's the solo's move is like he has like his one fist is like uh it's taped up so that his like thumb is like really sticking out did you see that mm-hmm. and yeah, then yeah, he, yeah. he his fin is like move is that he just like slams his fist into their in your chest basically oh so he was setting up that okay <laughs> he was just gonna do his finishing move which would have been painful i guess but it was mm. not gonna actually it wasn't executing him. well i don't know it's a trial I, it seemed dramatic no, I, at the time i see what you i see why you thought what you thought you did <laughs> so so zane is just sitting in his like desk chair that they all have and he's just like yeah. sitting there willing to take this punishment <laughs> of like a like a <laughs> it looks like he's gonna get a spike to the chest that's what it looks like he's mm-hmm. gonna get and solo goes to like swing and then one of the Usos, Jay Uso, jumps over to the other side of the table and grabs his arm to stop him. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Jay stopped him. <laughs> like, the crowd was so into this moment oh, yeah, in, in yeah, the yeah. arena. Yeah, and I was like, I actually missed, I was looking at, like, the screen for this part because we didn't have the right angle to see Sammy mm-hmm. as what good. So I missed, like, if I had been watching the ring, I would have seen Jimmy, like, get up and it would have been, like, probably better to have seen it that mm. way but i only saw the yeah. tv version of it uh since i was looking at the screen but yeah the crowd was like oh my like at this moment in this moment when he stops solo like this is very like he's going against his cousin roman yeah. reigns and it's like okay what is about to happen in this segment is like the big mystery now but he does real quick turn it around he's like all due respect and whatever but this is my this is a good bro and then he has his own video evidence of all the times yeah. Sammy was a good bro. Yeah, Jay Uso put in some work and put together a defense exhibit video package. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which is just a really silly thought that he spent the time <laughs> putting together a video package <laughs> to defend Sami Zayn. It's so silly. <laughs> oh, this is so good. And then this was uh, this was just like moments that happened that it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, Sammy like actually helped the bloodline in a lot of different ways throughout the way, you know? Yeah. Kind of stuff. So there's not really anything to like really specifically talk about. But I, like when we were watching these, I was like, this isn't really like convincing though, because they could just say like, oh, you just did this to get on our side to then oh, betray yeah. us later. So mm-hmm. that's what I thought this was going, but it actually doesn't end up going that way. I mean, to be fair, the prosecution evidence also seemed like a big nothing burger. So. Oh, yeah. But if you were going to decide that that prosecution <laughs> evidence was good, yeah, you could just be like, well, your evidence is just like, you know, you just were trying to get on on the inside so that you could tear us apart. Or whatever he's being mm-hmm, accused right, of. Right, right. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> and then the the tribal chief says he's not guilty, but he's gotta like get his shit together or something. Like Yeah. He actually was like, I rule you not guilty. And then everybody cheered. <laughs> and then he was like, for now. And then everybody's like, <laughs> no. And I wanna say like when like Jay Uso has a really good mic moment, like after the video package, talking about how like he thinks like Sami Zayn is a brother to him and whatever. Like, oh yeah, and he, yeah, and like they really sold this. Like Jay and Sammy were really good here. Like they both looked like they were about to like cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it, it actually felt emotional, which is like it was a cute friendship moment. It was yeah. a cute friendship moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the festivals of friendship, that's where <laughs> that's where the good wrestling is at. Yeah, so he's not guilty for now. And then the mystery is, he says, he says Sammy, you're going to stay here on Raw tonight and handle the business for the bloodline. And then I don't want to see you again until the Royal Rumble on Saturday. So he doesn't mm-hmm. want Sammy to be on SmackDown, which is the SmackDown is the show that Roman Reigns is usually on. This ah, is like okay. a special, he comes on Raw sometimes, but he's always on SmackDown. But he doesn't want Sammy to be on SmackDowns. So I assume Sammy is going to be on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just going to be a thing that he's mm. not supposed to be there, but he's going to be there. Um, okay. So I'm interested to watch SmackDown now since he's not supposed to be there. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, yeah. So that ended the trial of Sami Zayn. Yes. That was the first wrestling segment you've ever watched there <laughs> that wasn't a match mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which and it was amazing <laughs> there was no context for like how good it is though it's like if you watch yeah. if, like your only experience of watching something was like oh you just watched the best thing of all time <laughs> like, like no. this is what i expect always now <laughs> yeah exactly oh <laughs> uh, so yeah i guess it was downhill from here but it was a <laughs> stop it started at the top of the hill mm-hmm. but then it was time for some fighting yeah the advertised match for the night was the Usos would be defending their the tag titles against the Judgment Day. And what's interesting about this, though, is that usually the Usos defend the unified titles, which is to say they, they defend both belts at the same time. Uh-huh. So if they would lose, they would lose both belts. But for whatever reason, they decided that this match would be only for the Raw titles, which... It makes it seem like you would think like, oh, that makes the match less intense because it's not for as many titles. But it actually makes it more interesting because 
it makes it so like, oh, the Usos could lose and they could still be the SmackDown champions. So it's like, oh, wait, are the Usos actually going to lose this match? Whereas before you're like, there's no way they're losing both titles. Right. Yeah. So every, once they, once we realized that this was only for the Raw titles, this title, this match actually got really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Judgment Day comes out. You want to describe Judgment Day? <laughs> they are three goth boys and a hot goth girl. Oh, and... Okay. There's a tall one who is always wet. And... He, does the, he does the wet or oil yeah. look when he comes out of the... He's yeah. got long hair that was like whenever he'd do a move or something, it would flip and like I would just see water or whatever go off of it. And I don't know. He was just wet the whole time. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers like wet or oil their hair like right before they come out so that their hair doesn't get like frizzy when they're mm -hmm. in the middle of a match kind of thing. Damien Priest is this taller uh -huh. guy on Judgment Day. That's his name. So it was him and then one of the other shorter guys who were going to team up against yeah. these twins. He's tagging with Dominic Mysterio, who's actually the son of WWE legend Rey Mysterio, active legend Rey Mysterio. And then they have another guy, Finn Balor, in their group. And then Rhea Ripley, who is one of the favorites for the Royal Rumble, the Women's mm -hmm. Royal Rumble, is part of this group. She seemed really cool. I don't know. Oh, you like, okay. <laughs> All right. I hope, well, I gotta, you'll be interested in the rumble then. <laughs> I like a strong lady with a bold lip color. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, I can guarantee you she's, she'll be in the rumble and probably at least do well. Okay. And nice. maybe win. That's, that's where we're at with Rhea Ripley right now. Cool. Uh, but she's just going to be at ringside for this match. Yes. And then the Usos, see, I'm remembering names, had Sammy hanging out with them yeah this was the business he had to take care of he had to help he had to be there for the usos to help them try to retain the titles which to begin with just seems like the side people just like yell at each other a lot until shenanigans break loose and then they just start misbehaving because i don't think there yeah. are any actual rules well they're looking for an opportunity for the ref to not be paying attention so that they mm -hmm. can do it even though there's cameras filming everything and you think they could like <laughs> do you think yeah. they could d disqualify people for getting yeah, caught yeah. on camera but no you have to be caught by the one referee mm -hmm. <laughs> that's in the ring in order to be disqualified <laughs> <laughs> that's what these people on the side are there to do yes cause a ruckus the usos are good pretty much always so this is like a normal good usos match but it's like mm -hmm. it's like it feels kind of normal other than the fact that it's only for the Raw title. So you're like, okay, maybe they're actually going to lose. But then at some point, uh, Jey Uso dives over the top rope and onto Damian Priest on the outside. And it looked pretty clean. It looked like a mm -hmm. good dive, right, Sarah? You didn't think anything. I mean, I don't know. You don't sure. know? Sure. <laughs> he did a wrestling move. I don't know. So then he stands up and he tries to like th do the normal thing where you like throw the guy back in the ring under the bottom rope. And he mm -hmm. like can't stand up enough to throw him and like damien falls short and then jay uso goes down and then he's like grabbing his leg and almost immediately the referee puts his hands up into a, an x shape and that's like yeah. the known signal for like okay this guy's legitimately hurt and can't continue the match like that's yeah. like actually the signal they use so immediately, everybody's times was like, oh, no, like they like they know what this means when they put the mm -hmm. X up. Now, it has been used fake in the past, you know, because yeah. like they know that we know what that means. So they'll do it mm -hmm. as part of the story. But usually I think 
if they're doing a fake injury, they don't put the X up and then they have people come out and that's kind of how you know. Yeah. It's definitely not real. But this time they said, you know what? We're all in. We're using the X. Mm -hmm. And I was like, crap, this really sucks <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that he yeah. got hurt. But then Adam Pierce comes out, Sarah. And this guy is like the fake. He's like the the TV guy that makes the matches, but he doesn't actually make the matches. You know, the oh, okay. the actual behind the scenes people are booking the matches, but he's like the general manager of mm -hmm. Raw or whatever. And he comes out and I'm like, okay, good. If he's out here, that's probably means it's his not it's, real. It's a fake injury. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fake injury. Thank God. <laughs> and you want to try to explain what happens here, Sarah? Well, they decide that he cannot continue. And that means that they'll forfeit and they're going to lose their fancy title. Yeah. But Sammy's there and he's like, but wait, ah, uh, what if I did the wrestling? And then that's fine. <laughs> And then everybody agrees that's fine. And so he does the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, apparently I, I didn't miss the I missed this segment at all. Apparently, like last week or a few weeks ago, like the Judgment Day was in like a tag team tournament and they mm -hmm. actually had this exact same scenario happen. And I don't know if they were setting up for this like a week later uh. or what they were doing. But the, this ruling actually was like deemed to be fair because he did the same thing for the Judgment Day. Like there was a week precedence, earlier. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I was not aware of until I read some stuff later. Because it seems like totally unfair to be like, oh yeah, you could totally just sub a guy in, <laughs> even though like one of the greatest tag teams of all time in WWE had like three people in it that just like rotated which guys they used depending on what like the day, <laughs> which also yeah. doesn't seem fair. <laughs> seems like all the rules are shenanigans yeah so whatever <laughs> it's whatever works for the story so at this point as soon as sammy comes over and is in it everybody's like back in focus mode they're like okay J like jay's not yeah. hurt and everybody's going wait they're like wait sammy can sub and everybody's going crazy <laughs> and chanting sammy zane again sammy sammy and yeah, they rule that he can replace in the match and then this the rest of this match everybody's standing the whole time yeah, well it was, I mean, even from my limited perspective, it seems, like, tense. Like, if they lose it, then Sammy's gonna be in big trouble, right? Like... Yeah, see, that's the one angle. The one angle is is they lose, right? And now he kind of, like, failed his test or whatever Roman yeah. wants him to do. But even helping them win is also an interesting way, because now he's, like, proven himself even further. So it's, right. like, it's... I don't even, as like a, a fan of whatever the story is here, like I don't even know what really you're rooting for, but you're just like happy with, <laughs> no matter what happens, this is a good story, which is yeah, a, yeah. pretty incredible. Like, I don't, I think that's pretty rare that like a story is going to feel good no matter how the outcome of the match is. And like people really thought that Sammy was going to sub in and potentially lose the titles here. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what the crowd was probably hoping for almost, even though, <laughs> even though they're rooting for Sammy, like they wanted him to lose this match because it would make the storyline way more interesting. Right. Well, and to not get ahead of things, but you, you told me about the like odds for the rumble next week or whatever. Yeah. And like, he's pretty up there in terms of potential winning. Yeah. One of the guys that could win. Yeah. And then that means he has to fight the the fancy man, right? And then that would be a whole bunch of tension too. So yeah. maybe, you know, this is a path to just go fuck it. Sure, I will fight the fancy man. I don't know. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. We're going to do a Royal Rumble predictions towards the end. Mm -hmm. I, I will be mentioning, like, I, I like to track, like, the the betting odds since the Royal Rumble is something you're allowed to bet on in, like, Vegas and stuff. They actually <laughs> have betting so odds. so silly. <laughs> yeah. They have betting odds for 
who's going to win the Rumble. Mm -hmm. But, like, nobody's really, like, the top guys might be listed at, like, a 50% chance of winning. So they're not 100% spoiling the outcome. Yeah. But it does kind of give you an idea of where people, at least where people are betting and think it's going to happen, and potentially any insider information that Vegas might have uh, for whatever the creative team is deciding. Mm-hmm. But, like, they they could literally have, like, the day of the Rumble be like, we changed our minds, like, this person's going to win now. Like, they could yeah. do that if they want to. And there's some interesting, uh, especially in the men's Rumble, there's some interesting options that could be happening on Saturday. So... Well, we'll talk about the end because I don't want to. If people don't want to be spoiled <laughs> necessarily, yeah, yeah, fair. I'll get into the specifics of which, which people have what odds uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the podcast. But yeah, Sammy's going to wrestle with Jimmy Uso for the remainder of this match. Amazing match. Multiple yep. spots where you thought, oh, wait, this could be a pin for the win. And mm-hmm. Sammy kicks out, I think, multiple times. And then I, I think the finishing move. They pulled off Sarah was this move called the 3D, if I know, remember correctly, which is like a, a move that this tag team did, this famous tag team did that I think was also part of ECW, so might have had some history uh-huh. in Philly. So I, okay. I actually did put that together until later. So they, they, they did like a finishing move that like wasn't their finishing move. Mm. So Sammy and Jimmy Uso do pull off the victory and retain the Raw titles and keeps the tension, Sarah. <laughs> it keeps the tension. Yep. Of the Roman Reigns Sammy bloodline plot, this they the it's so good. I the they've been able to keep this tension going for a long ass time. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. This was at least what like the first forty five minutes. Oh yeah, of the it show. was quite a long time. <laughs> and people speculated that this ran longer than it was supposed to. Do you want to mention? Do you want to mention the guys that were sitting behind us? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they were very pumped. Yeah. And every time there would be a like preview, like like one of those flashback videos or whatever, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. That happened on October third, nineteen ninety seven, or whatever." And I'm like, "Wow, that's a encyclopedic memory of wrestling events." Yeah, they were like, "Yeah, I was there for that, and I was there for that." And then, was... <laughs> and then at one point, they were talking about like they were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to like every SummerSlam, no matter what now." <laughs> Are there quite a lot of them, or do they? Is it once every a year? year? Summer okay, Sam okay. is once a year, yeah. And then, but they were like, but the Rumble maybe not everyone. I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't fully understand. It. They were just loud, and we could hear them because we were right behind in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated them because they were really into it, and I like oh, that yeah, vibe yeah. when I go. They one guy, I think one of them even was like, well, when when DX was facing the Brothers of Destruction, which is like the Undertaker and his TV brother Kane mm-hmm. at at Crown Jewel, which is a which is actually a, a like a pay-per-view in that they do in Saudi Arabia. He was like, Oh, I kinda wanted to go. <laughs> oh, he was like geez. he was like, I looked into it. I was like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> You're gonna go to Saudi Arabia for that match. <laughs> they were they were the super into fans. It, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. And then and then later in the night, we'll get to it, they multiple times, but later during one of the slower matches, people were doing the E A G L E S Eagles chant. Yes. And then the guy behind me was like, the, one of those guys behind me was like, man, I hate that shit so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then I slowly figured out throughout the night that he was a Giants fan. Yes. <laughs> who the Eagles had just beat that previous son or 
or two it was yeah, two, two yeah. days ago it was two days yeah. ago the eagles just like crushed the giants so he was he like, was very sad <laughs> i get but he, he wasn't sad enough to not drive down to philly i don't know where he's coming from <laughs> but he was willing to go to a an event in philly yeah. even though but yeah he was getting a little <laughs> grump during the eagles <laughs> oh i love watching the, some of the fans when we're there too mm. We also, oh, we also had a guy that was like decked out like um, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. In front of us with like a white and purple. Which is why you ended up on TV about it. Yeah. And he had like, (laughs) he must have had like seven plus signs (laughs) that he held up for different people. And I'm assuming I was on TV at least like one or two times because this guy was (laughs) like an easy go-to in the audience guy. It was like one row in front of us. So maybe I'll go back and try to find that someday. <laughs> Where else? What, what, okay, we just finished the trial of Sami Zayn and the match. Yes. Amazing wrestling. Again. Yes. Hard to keep this this high going for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. We're already 45 minutes into Raw, though. Do you know what the next segment was, Sarah? Is this the Spooky Boy segment? Yes. It didn't start out that way, but yes. Oh, well, how did it start out? I okay, forgot. so... I don't know if this was the point that they started going to commercials. Like maybe this was an hour in. I, it was hard to tell if if it was commercial free for the first. Mm. I think they they must have gone to some video package. Like it wasn't a commercial, but they went away from the live ring. Yeah, because the lights were out, and the next thing we knew, well, we could see him. But L.A. Knight, who was arrested, oh, I think right. it, I think this was his first time being on Raw actually. But he's like, I've only seen this guy like three times because I haven't been watching SmackDown. Um, but every time I see him, I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty good on the mic. Like, I have no, I have not seen him wrestle yet, but <laughs> he's pretty good on the mic. <laughs> and he's like, he's in a feud with Bray Wyatt. Do you want to try to explain who or what a Bray Wyatt is? Okay, to my understanding, he's a spooky swamp wizard. Um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I don't know if he's a wizard, or he has a character who is a wizard. He also has uh, a creepy it's children's hard to show. Say. Yeah. With creepy puppet things? He does. And sometimes he has a ghost friend that possesses a lady? Maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, a ghost sister, I guess. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, and he has you something called me... a... <laughs> oh, go ahead. He has something called an Uncle Howdy, which, again, I haven't watched yeah. SmackDown, so I I'm, I'm only vaguely understand what it is. And it's apparently not him, which I'm confused by. Um, I... I'm with Bray Wyatt. I don't fully get it, but I do enjoy that everybody really likes him. Oh yeah, everybody seems super into it. You showed me a video of him doing a thing, and like there were whatever his spooky puppets were, like real people dressed up like them in yeah. the crowd, like as part of the production, not like fan dressing up. Um, and he was singing a hymn real slow and creepy, like. And I did not enjoy the spooky swamp wizard video <laughs> that you sent me. He's too spooky for me. But he's got a lantern and a creepy mask sometimes. Yeah. He came back in Philadelphia at Extreme Rules. And that's the video I showed you was just like mm-hmm. the pay-per-view just ended with, oh, Bray Wyatt's back. And then he like came out with his lantern and his creepy guys were in the audience. And then he blew his lantern out and that was the end of the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't fully get Bray Wyatt. I enjoy everybody's enthusiasm for Bray Wyatt. I don't know if his characters and his stories actually make sense. I can't follow them. Maybe there's like a <laughs> a uh, somebody that could actually explain 
the true story of the Wyatt, Bray <laughs> Wyatt and his family and his alter egos and mm -hmm. his puppets and <laughs> what's going on in his head and whatever's going on. I can't explain it, unfortunately. <laughs> I but, do appreciate that he seems to be trying to do a unique thing in the it, medium. Yeah, it is very different. And I think that's why people like it so much. It's just like, this is not something that we usually get to see in wrestling. Like, it is so far removed from tough guy trying, being like, I'm tougher than other tough guy, and now we're going to fight, like, basic ass shit. Mm -hmm. um, so, I also appreciate it from that standpoint that it is something different, and it's not that stuff. Going into the evening, he is what I was most concerned about because I didn't know exactly where his seats were. And if we were on the edge and some sort of spooky puppet person showed up near me, I was going to be a little startled and not enjoy that. But that didn't happen. We were in the middle of a row, so it was fine. Yeah. But going into it, he was my biggest concern. Yeah, we were in we were in the middle of our row. So nobody ever we never had to get up for anybody mm -hmm. uh, that we had to leave. And yeah. then. Where we sat was, oh, this is this is good advice. This is, I think we're in like the sweet spot of where you want to sit. Cause my wife and I, we like progressively got closer and closer every time we would go to an event mm -hmm. until, until it, you got at, too close. Yeah. Until at Extreme Rules last year, we went and we sat in, we weren't on the floor seats, but we were on the first row of the stadium seating. Okay. And the first, even the first floor of the stadium seating was low enough that, even if you stood up, because everybody in the floor seating is also standing up, like you couldn't really see the wrestlers as they were entering. Ah. So, okay. and entrances are kind of like some of A the coolest deal. part of the show. <laughs> yeah. So I th I thought that was actually like we got too close. And you also couldn't see the screen from that angle, right? We couldn't see, yeah, the overhead like center of the arena screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there were times that like everybody'd stand up and like we if if people were fighting on the outside of the ring. Like, you couldn't see them from being yeah. that close. So unless you were going to get, like, floor seating all the way in the first row so that, like, yeah. you basically have nobody in front of you, mm -hmm. like, I feel like you have to go that close to not actually make your seats worse. So where we sat was, like, 10 rows up in the stadium seating, yeah. which I think is, like, the perfect spot. Yeah, we had a good, like, overhead enough view, but it was still close. Yeah. Yeah. So you're close enough to the action that it, you feel like you're part of it, but... Yeah, you're not too close that you're missing out on anything. You still get to see everything. So that's, it's still like a little pricey to be in the first level, but it's not as pricey as going all the way to the floor. That's like crazy expensive. Yeah. So uh, that, I think that's the sweet spot if you're, if you are trying to go to these events. We were on the back side, I guess. So like the camera's face towards where we were sitting. So we would just see yeah. like people's butts when they're talking, you know, and doing mic stuff and talking to the camera. But that's fine. Yeah. I actually, we actually looked into getting seats on the other side so that you actually get the, like, the TV view, which is mm -hmm. probably the, actually the best. Like, if you got where we were sitting on the opposite side. Yeah. That's probably actually the best seats. But I feel like those seats, like, sell out or they're just, like, more expensive. Oh, yeah. I'm or sure something. they are. I never really thought about them being more expensive, but I think they actually are more sought after just because they are the TV angle, which mm -hmm. is the angle that the wrestlers will, like, face to do their promotions and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you're losing out that much by being no. on the other side. It, like, I think it's worth the price drop. Mm -hmm. And you can still like see the overhead screen, like in cases where you really want to see yeah. the camera view. Yeah. So yeah, this LA Knight guy, he comes out and he's doing his like he's basically just been calling out Bray Wyatt. Like that's basically his stick 
he's been mm-hmm. doing. Because Br- weirdly, like Bray Wyatt doesn't wrestle that often, but he just cuts okay. these like creepy promos on the screen, mm. <laughs> or he'll come out and do a promo. He like he pretty much only wrestles at pay per views kind of okay. deal. So if you're in a feud with him, you're also not really wrestling unless you just wrestle a random guy and win just to like build yourself up a little bit. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But so LA Knight has also just been like cutting promos and then getting interrupted by Bray Wyatt. Like that's kind of the angle. Okay. But here, instead, instead LA Knight is like saying like, "Oh, Bray, Bray Wyatt is scared to like come to the ring and." I know there's a bunch of like WWE legends in that locker room right now who are also scared. So I challenge any one of them to come out here <laughs> <laughs> and, and like say, talk to me face to face. I don't know what it was, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I looked in advance. So I thought I was pretty sure I knew who this was going to be. Uh huh. And what happened, Sarah? Um, there was a, a spooky moon thing, a big but- gong sound. Is like yeah. the start of this, yeah. <laughs> and then that went on for a moment, but then it got really loud and, and had like a motorcycle theme. Yeah, and like flames it... came out of the side, and you could feel yes. the heat. We were close enough. To oh feel yeah, the heat, yeah. <laughs> of the flames. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It said "American Badass" on it, which really didn't mean anything to me. Yes, but <laughs> this is the Undertaker, which I have heard of, but I did not know he was also a motorcycle badass person. I thought he was just a spooky man. Yeah, so this is I this the rumors for this were like a hundred percent accurate. Like people, there was like the story was that the Undertaker would be part of a segment with L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt, and th- somehow somebody found out that they like they didn't give the Undertaker his dead man. They call this dead man gear, where he wears like a black trench coat and mm-hmm. like a hat, and he he looks like a yeah an Undertaker basically. He's the Spooky Man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is his like american badass uh attire that he wore for the middle part of his career Mm -hmm. so this is the guy that i told you my my cousin who's a wrestler refers to the undertaker as a wizard like a w a wrestling wizard yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) because he can like summon lightning and like Mm -hmm. turn the lights on and off (laughs) (laughs) so we didn't get the the wizard version of the undertaker entrance we Mm -hmm. got the motorcycle entrance which yeah, was a little goofy. on a motorcycle. <laughs> like it was, it was like really cool. I guess in whatever time period <laughs> that he did this for, <laughs> like the nineties. I I don't know what yeah. time period that he did this for. It's a little goofy seeing like a grown man like kind of like <laughs> inch the motorcycle, inch around the motorcycle the around the ring. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little goofy, but like to me, there's real nostalgia with the Undertaker. Mm, okay. Uh, where this is cool. And the Undertaker is being allowed to go to the ring because he's actually going to do something useful, <laughs> I would say, in terms <laughs> of the the helping out the current wrestlers. Well, he didn't like say anything, right? He just stood there like menacingly and yeah, the other guy that's got all he, real That's spooked. all he has to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other guy, LA Knight was like, <laughs> I heard what you said on some podcast <laughs> about about how everybody in the locker room is softer these days or something and he's like i in la night's like i agree with you but that i know i know you're not talking about me when you say that <laughs> and then he acts like he's gonna like gonna fight the undertaker he's like you know what i'm gonna do you a favor and i'm not gonna beat you up <laughs> to the undertaker <laughs> and then he like tries to leave and run away but he like backs into the spooky swamp wizard guy yeah the lights go out and then 
it's Bray Wyatt comes out. And it's just like normal form Bray Wyatt too. Like he has his lantern, mm-hmm. but he's not he's not wearing any of his like alter ego masks or anything like that. So this is, you only had to see the the most normal Bray Wyatt version. Yeah, I I got lucky. I didn't have to go to Spooky <laughs> Town too much. So L.A. Knight basically has to choose if he wants. He's like caught in between Bray Wyatt and the Undertaker. It's a spooky sandwich. He's it's a spooky to sandwich. Run. Yeah. <laughs> so he's backing away from Bray Wyatt, and then eventually he has to go like back in the ring, and then the Undertaker grabs him by the neck for the to do the he does a choke slam is one mm-hmm. of his moves. That's what he's kind of setting up for. But then the Wyatt gets in the ring and just kind of stands there, and then the Undertaker decides to like throw L.A. Knight, like toss him over to Bray Wyatt, so Bray Wyatt can do his finisher instead, mm-hmm. and that's what happens. His, fin- his finisher is called Sister Abigail, by the way, which is oh, also the name that's of That's the spooky the ghost that <laughs> yeah. possesses people, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, like, Undertaker whispers some wizard secrets to him or something. Yeah, and, yeah. And then leaps. <laughs> I don't know. He, yeah, the Undertaker never said anything to him, Mike. He just, like, he could have literally said nothing to him. But mm-hmm. the idea is that, like, the Undertaker is giving Bray Wyatt the, like, thumbs up of approval and, like, you know, trying to pass Bray Wyatt his whatever Spooky reputation torch. the Undertaker has to, like, yeah, give him Bray Wyatt cre- uh, the credentials or his cred. He's the new cred. Spooky yeah. Man, and he's been approved by the old Spooky Man. It's definitely different. Like, <laughs> as much as, like, the Undertaker was a wizard, like, his his the complexity of his stories and his characters were not as complicated as whatever <laughs> Bray Wyatt is trying to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a this is how you use a WWE legend. This is mm-hmm. yeah. This is actual Undertaker has value and can pass it along. It was it was good. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. You get you get it. Yeah. You get what they're yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So LA Knight and Bray Wyatt though at the Rumble on Saturday, they're having something called a pitch black match. But that's just because it's sponsored by Mountain Dew and their weird yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah, it's like it actually like the Mountain Dew pitch black match, but they just call it the pitch match. They just say the pitch black match, pitch black match, but in the graphic you can see the Mountain Dew logo. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, the WWE—I don't even know if WWE has decided what this match is going to be yet because they have not released any details as to what this means. Like, this is not mm. a match type that has ever been done before. So. Yeah, I don't know what this is going to be, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. I'm going to make a prediction for every match that's scheduled for the Rumble when we get to the end. Some of these are very obvious, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Well, not to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think think you could get them right. I mean, I I kind of told you my thoughts already, which Mm. you could probably help you, but all right, let's get to the next match. What's the next match there? Okay, so it's supposed to be the next match. (laughs) Yeah, they advertised there was going to be a cage match. Um, a steel cage match. A, is oh, is there a non-steel cage match variant? <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> okay. well, there's multiple different kinds of cages, but this is the traditional steel mm-hmm. cage match. Yeah. And this was supposed to be um, Bailey, who you told me about. Yeah. And yep. some lady who's called the man, and everybody likes her because she really got punched once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the bit that kind of set up for this match, where Bailey called her out for like, oh. People call you the man because you got punched in the face by a woman, or <laughs> something like something like that. Yeah. They actually had like a really deep historical promo, like promotion, uh. like talking about like oh, when you got called up to the 
the roster from NXT, like they left me behind and you took my spot. Like kind of like they really got oh. deep into like the history of <laughs> things. Well, that if we were if we were there last night, you would have not have fallen followed any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Bailey is probably my favorite wrestler right now. Women's I... or, women's or uh, I'm really into Sami Zayn right now with the, mm-hmm. their story. But Bailey has been like the most consistent wrestler that I've always liked. I enjoyed the stuff you showed me of her, her old like entrance with the wiggly yeah. dudes where she looked like an eighties teen at the mall. The wacky and... waving inflatable yeah. arm waving tube men. Yeah. And then the time that she stabbed them all when she looked like an angry soccer mom. That was also amusing. So <laughs> she murdered her she's daily a... buddies. Yes. Yeah. She's a name I actually remember. But yeah. so like the cage thing came down and I think like we were they must not have been showing what was going on because she came out and was like going around and just like yelling at people for a while, like in the crowd, like doing a lot of crowd interaction. This might have so. been the first commercial break of the night. Yeah. I, and so like Bailey came out and then I think they probably cut to commercial like after she got like started walking towards the ring. Mm. And then she had like we got to watch her have like of really long interactions of just like yelling at the fans. <laughs> My favorite moment of the night was there were these two small children that were sitting in the front. They're two girls. And she just went up to them in their face and booed them and like a, <laughs> a thumbs down at them. And it was hilarious. I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed her booing these children. She also like just like tried to grab somebody had a sign like in the front row of the entrance. And she tried to like grab it at one point and then she kept walking. And then she walked forward a few steps and then she quickly turned around again and grabbed the sign and ripped it out. (laughs) And I don't know if these, like, she does sign rips a lot, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're plants or just, like, at this point people know, like, I'm going to bring a sign so Bailey can rip my sign up. (laughs) I think she's ripping people's real signs that they bring. Yeah, yeah. But it's great to watch. And then she was, like, she she got in, like, the ring and she was, I think it was still in commercial break and she was, like pointing her she was like sticking her arm through the fence and pointing directly at somebody and she was like hey you you right there like you're an idiot right there you you're an idiot yeah she was <laughs> having good. a good time it looks like yeah and where her she's got two two minion ladies were they out at this point they so they, they came out, out i'm assuming they came out on live tv and during the entrance because they, they're part of a a faction or whatever called damage control the three of mm-hmm. them they came out but then they went back stage and bailey came out by herself because ah. it's it's supposed to be a cage match so it's like no one can really help you because you're in the cage is the okay. idea yeah <laughs> you would think if that's how it works <laughs> um we didn't talk about becky so becky lynch is a really big deal she was like maybe the biggest thing in wrestling regardless of women's or men's at one point uh, oh wow okay. when she got the man when she got punched in the she, face <laughs> after that like after she built up after that she and she was in a triple threat match for the undisputed women's champion so it was like for both belts and she actually won that so she was okay. like the she had both belts at one point um and then she lost one of them quickly because they wanted not to have they didn't want to do the thing with roman reigns in the women's division where they just like only have one champion for a really long time yeah yeah but she was she was the champion for a long time and then she eventually had to forfeit it because she got pregnant and then Ah. in the last year and a half i guess she's been back from that okay but she's a big deal like everybody has a huge reaction whenever she enters and she's Mm -hmm. recently gone back to being a face uh which is why she's facing bailey now because bailey's a heel um, 
she's one of the potential Royal Rumble win- winners as well. I would say okay. Bailey could be too, but I, I, I think I just wishful thinking on my part because <laughs> I really like Bailey. But yeah, what happens here? This is a this is a continuation of uh, not the good, not a good night for women's wrestling here. Yes. So they get in the cage, but then Bailey's friends get in the cage too, and they like put a chain on the door so the refs you know they're yelling at the ref is yelling at them to get out because they're not allowed to be there um but they chain it up and then basically her minions just like all three of them team up on on becky and 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 they beat her real fast because it's three of them well the match never starts well yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. they're just like beating up becky with all three of them it's extracurricular smashing it's not the official smashing i tell you the names of uh bailey's two lackey people (laughs) I don't think so. Her lackey people aren't really lackeys because they're like, they're actually the women's tag champions. <laughs> so like, <laughs> they're also serious, but like, they're just not like Bailey's the leader of this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, their names are Dakota Kai and EO Sky, which I oh. always confuse because they <laughs> rhyme. I always yeah, have yeah. to like remind myself, even though they look totally different. I just have to remind mm-hmm. myself which one's which when I have to think about it. So yeah, basically, yeah, they lock themselves in with chains and then. Adam Pierce has to come out again, the general manager guy, and he has to use like bolt cutters mm-hmm. to like undo the cage. But by the time they get in, like they've already like Becky's like not in a state to even do the match anymore, and damage yeah. control just like climbs over the top of the to the top of the cage and celebrates, and then they walk out. Yep. Yeah. My point of note here though was that they were all like sitting on top of the cage celebrating, and then they all all three of them like climbed down the side of the cage. Mm-hmm. Bailey and Eo like did the normal like kind of safe get down dakota kai like got down that cage so fast <laughs> oh really like whenever people do these matches like they always milk the climbing because mm. like to create the tension yeah yeah uh and bailey and eo kind of did like the normal way you climb and then but because it didn't really matter i guess dakota just like actually like she's good at climbing cages and just like <laughs> she got down so fast from what you're used to seeing when people yeah. climb cages yeah <laughs> But yeah, so that's it. We did not get the real cage match. This was disappointing because this was yeah. like, once I read the rumors, I think I realized that, okay, this cage match isn't going to be the main event, mm-hmm. but I thought we would still get a good match out of it. But this, a cage match between Bailey and Becky Lynch should be the main event of Monday Night Raw. Mm, okay. Uh, and I think like the first ever steel cage match for women, I don't know how many steel cage matches there have been for women. This might be one, maybe this might actually be the second. I, I don't know the history. But the first ever steel cage match for women was also the main event. So oh, okay. it would have been nice that this one was also would have been the main event. But because of Brock, because of how the WWE uses Brock Lesnar, mm. which we'll get to at the end. Yeah. Brock Lesnar kind of gets this like special treatment that, you know, if he's going to be involved, he more most likely is going to be involved in the main event segment. Uh, and okay. like, he's either always in the main event segment. And if for whatever reason, like they're just like, we can't put you in the main event. Like the other stuff going on is more important. He'll be like in the first segment of the show because so that like he can just do his part and then he can like go home. I think it's the <laughs> idea. So he doesn't have to like watch, like sit around for the whole show. He only opens or closes. That's, that's it. I don't know if it's strictly that, but that's how I feel whenever Brock Lesnar. So Brock Lesnar had a very Brock Lesnar appearance and he was literally in the last two minutes of the show. <laughs> which was unfortunate for this cage match. Yeah. But also, now I, I can't confirm if this is the case, but this the guys behind us were making it seem like they were reading something online. 
or on Twitter mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. But they were saying that the bloodline segment that opened the show ran longer than it was supposed to. And for some reason they chose to basically make this match almost like they still came out to the cage, but they didn't have the match. So they basically scratched the match from the night, which is very like classic women's wrestling, like from back Mm. in the day where like, Oh, if you, if, if you need more time on the show, you just tell the women like, Oh, you only have, you only have five minutes instead of 10 minutes to do your match. And then they just do like a really crappy match. Like that's like very mm, <laughs> classic. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. But it's possible that they said to Bailey and Becky like, oh, you can do your match, but you got to make it like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, I don't want to do that. Like they, they might have been like, if we're going to uh-huh. have a match, we want to do a good match. So they said, we'll just do, we just won't have the match. We'll just do this instead. Okay. Like it could have been some sort of agreement, you know. Um Bailey and Becky will both be in the Rumble. I don't know if I don't know if this feud between them is something that was supposed to last, or this was just supposed to be a one-off good match that was supposed to happen. I don't okay. know if they'll cycle back to it or not, but it was disappointing. It, it was something yeah, I was definitely. looking forward to. I do enjoy Bailey in when she wrestles as well, but I think the best Bailey for me is just like when she's on the mic, and then we still got to see like her entrance and her yelling at people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least you probably didn't get to see it on TV as much. I'm assuming it went to commercial, but. uh it, I still got like a good dose of Bailey live, yeah. even though she <laughs> even called a lot she... of people idiots. She booed children. Yeah. It was good. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You ready for the next segment, Sarah? Do you want to attempt to describe? Yeah. This okay. Next segment. So next, I want to say five kind of old dudes come out, and there's a bunch yeah. of fireworks. And they're like... old dudes. It's it's a hundred percent fair to call them old dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um. The, like, graphics have a lot, of, like, a big X on them or something. It all felt very, very 90s. They came out, they were doing, like, you know, that, maybe this is the origin of it. I don't know. I just remember it being a thing back in the 90s where there was that, like, suck it sort of gesture that people would do, you know? <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if they got it from the culture or they created the culture, you know? Like, yeah. They might have started doing that and then people, you know, like, they're mm-hmm. copying, this is, the group is called DX, yeah. Yeah, so I was unfamiliar with all of these old boys, but I they I felt like they were from the nineties, yeah. and they they were all very excited about doing their hey remember us, but one of them didn't belong or something and was like just snuck on with them, yeah, which I was a little confused about. Yeah, so when they when these guys came out, I was ready for this to be an, another nothing legend segment, and that's what mm-hmm. it really was like shaping up to be until some stuff happened. The DX, DX is a faction that existed, I'm assuming, in the 90s, like you saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the two guys, Triple H, you said you've heard of him before. Yes. He's like, he's currently, he's married to Vince McMahon, who is like the owner of WWE. He's married to Vince McMahon's daughter, and now he's mm-hmm. like, uh, like he's part of the creative team. And okay. a, lot of, a lot of the fans actually like what he does when it comes to the creative writing mm-hmm. on the show. Okay. Uh, and then the other guy, I think, who was probably wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. I remember something like that. His name is Shawn Michaels. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. Actually, all these guys are WWE Hall of Famers because they, they got into the Hall of Fame as a group. But, like, Shawn Michaels and Triple uh-huh. H, like, as individuals, are Hall of Fam- Famers. Those are the two guys I know. I actually could not tell you the two other guys that are in DX. I don't know their names. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. that's I, – I, Triple H and Shawn Michaels wrestled towards the end of their careers when I was watching. 
the mm-hmm. other two guys i did not watch them wrestle i've seen them many multiple times because dx will always come back for any like nostalgic episode that they're trying to do but this fifth guy is kurt angle who is a he's actually like a pretty sure he's like an olympic gold medalist oh. in, in amateur wrestling okay um, and then he went to the wwe afterwards and he's a wwe hall, hall of famer as well as like a singles mm-hmm. competitor so it was kind of weird. It was like, okay, why is Kurt Angle out with DX? But then they, mm-hmm. it was good that they just combined their segments yeah. into one. And they, they basically, DX just has like a bunch of like slogans that they say. And then eventually they say, I got two words for you. And then they say, suck it. And the whole crowd says, suck it. And then that's like their whole thing. <laughs> yes. And that's what it felt like it was going to be. And I was like, okay, let's get this over with. But then some German Speedo models who were very upset about the <laughs> crassness of this event came out and went, stop being gross. Wrestling is better than this or something. Yeah. And then wanted to fight the old men. Yeah. They were like, I got two words for you. And they were about to say suck it. But then they got interrupted by this faction called Imperium, which you could describe them as German guys, but they're actually, it's the, the leader of Imperium is named Gunther and he's from Austria. Okay. And then this, the one guy's named Ludwig Kaiser. Uh huh. And he's from Germany. Okay. And then the other guy is Giovanni Vinci. Oh. <laughs> he's he's from Italy. Okay, European speedo models. <laughs> yes. I changed my notes. <laughs> I I knew who Gunther was. He's actually the Intercontinental Champion, which is one of the like B level titles that the men's division has. Mm-hmm. I did not know the names of the other two guys because they're usually on SmackDown. So I was aware of Gunther, but I was not a. I did not know the names of his two Imperium boys. So they come out interrupted, and they they do exactly what you said. Like they're like, "What is this '90s bullshit?" Like, <laughs> We're like, better than this now. <laughs> yeah, the wrestling is better now. Why don't one of you like, like why don't one of you like just fight me right now? <laughs> and this is when the segments start getting good. It actually started getting funny because Triple H like steps forward, like he's like going to challenge Gunther to a match, <laughs> and you get they do like the face to face, nose to nose like mm-hmm. moment, and then Triple H just quickly after that steps back. He's like, "Well, I'm retired, so I can't fight you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all take turns then giving like old dude excuses. Just yeah, like, exactly. Nope, nope, can't do it. It's <laughs> like one guy was like, "Oh yeah, I got some major shin splints right now." <laughs> And this is, this is, okay, I was like, okay, if you're going to have Legends on, like, at least have them making fun of themselves, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is, they're they're playing off of the, you know, the tropey wrestling moments where people are super mm-hmm. serious. Like, I, this is the kind of stuff that I do enjoy, even if, even though I didn't know half the people in DX. Yeah. Like, it was, they were actually still funny once they started, like, making fun of their old age and being like, well, I can't fight you. And then <laughs> this was just a long-ass setup for what is going to be a six-man tag match, which is a three versus three, where they're like, oh, I wonder who could face you if none of us can face you. (laughs) (laughs) Seth Rollins comes out, Sarah, who I maybe explained to you, but it's hard to... A little bit. He's a tall boy with long hair, and I want to say a lot of eyeliner is is just my mental image of him. Does he have Maybe not a lot of eyeliner. I don't know. He recently started, like, re-dyeing his hair blonde, which was, like, thing that he did at one point in his career oh but the what about the his, his south rollins entrance though his entrance is a big deal with the chanting 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like some sort of song that he conducts the people going, ooh, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But the crowd like is like gets so into it. It's hard not oh, to yeah. chant along. What I wanted to say about this, I know I know one person that's gonna listen to this podcast will appreciate this reference. Uh-huh. Even though nobody that listens to the Seth Rollins chant might think of this. It might just only be me. But whenever I hear the mm-hmm. Seth Rollins chant, if you're if anybody who's watched Avatar The Last Airbender uh-huh. and is familiar with like the soundtrack, one of like the go to songs in the soundtrack for that show i feel like has the same kind of chant to it as the seth rollins entrance (laughs) tram okay which is like i'm pretty sure at least in my head this is the avatar last airbender chant it goes oh whoa like that like that mm-hmm. and it's it's like really close to the seth rollins chant in a way that like i always start going into the avatar <laughs> chant when i'm doing the seth rollins chant <laughs> so you're saying he's an airbender we've got spooky oh, swamp I, wizards I and now an airbender okay got it seth rollins is a big deal though sarah uh he's like mm. i would say like he is roman reigns like caliber in terms of like popularity and like respect okay. but just without the belts. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the belts, and him and Roman Reigns have a history where they used to be part of the same faction, and I, they've mm. kind of like kept them separated because they don't want them to have to like beat each other. I think, but okay. Roman Reigns had the title for so long that like Seth Rollins is like he was going after the U.S. title, and now they he's having a segment with Gunther, so he's probably going to be going for the Intercontinental title next mm-hmm. or something. So he's okay. he's been like kind of put down into this B the B level title area because roman reigns has both titles basically so oh, okay. but he's a big deal and he's actually married to becky lynch oh okay in real life and then the tag team do you want to describe this tag team that comes up <laughs> um they're dressed up in basketball clothes basketball yeah yeah that's that's about all i know about do you not boys. remember their name though they have a great tag team name um <laughs> no i, I do not the, remember their name the tag team name is the street profits Oh right, right, right. And they they have uh the one guy carries around a red solo cup and then where they enter they have red solo cups shot out of like air cannons <laughs> and rain from the sky. Did you see did you not notice I, that? I did not see that. <laughs> you didn't at notice all. the red solo so I guess yeah. When you're watching on TV, they also have red like a graphics in the background of the red solo cup. So it looks like there's like a lot of red solo cups, but mm. when you're there live, it's actually not that many that are hitting the ground. <laughs> there's not many real solo cups there. Yeah. It's just like the graphic makes it look like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. They're another like face tag team that everybody likes. So they're going to ta- they're going to team up with Seth Rollins, who also everybody likes against these guys that were ruining the DX moment <laughs> and everybody likes DX. So this is like going in one direction here. Yeah. The yeah. faces are getting all the momentum here. And then Kurt Angle, for whatever reason, is going to be the special guest referee for this match, which is also totally unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you really think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a pretty good match. You got what do, what do you do you have anything for this match? I think you Um, yeah, the what would you call them? The street profits did some cool high jumpy things. Like they both kind of jumped over the top. Yeah. And uh I don't know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. They seem to do some cool air stuff. Yeah. Montez Ford on the Street Profits, he looks like he like he's a slimmer guy who's looks like he's more in shape. He's always been like crazy athletic. And then Dawkins has gotten into shape recently. And he actually like dove over the top rope this time too. So yeah, that it was a good match. 
yeah. some stuff that you wouldn't have caught, Sarah, is that like the good guys like Seth Rollins and the Street Profits like were doing Kurt Angle's like moves throughout the oh. match in a way that okay. it was like getting a reaction from the fans. Uh, but I see. like if you're yeah it's, yeah there's no way yeah, I'd yeah never there's no way that. you would know so even without knowing that it was still a good match but there was like a, there was like an additional layer that like made the match yeah, kind of yeah. cool and nostalgic to watch i guess mm-hmm. and they uh the good guys end up winning <laughs> of course of course in this very yeah. uh <laughs> for the fans kind of segment i don't yeah. know if this this might snowball into seth rollins facing gunther for the intercontinental title it's kind of weird because gunther is on smackdown usually so this was another like they brought him over from smackdown for the raw segment um Mm -hmm. wwe isn't totally locked into like oh you're on this show and you're on the show anymore so they do crossover but rollins is usually on raw and gunther's on smackdown but we'll see this is like this is their first interaction that i know of Mm -hmm. so it could just be the start of a feud or it might just be a one-off match i'm not sure okay all right what's next sarah Next is the Wu guy came out. Okay, yeah, we R- Rick Flair did come out on live TV. Some of the other yeah. legends, I think, were only seen by us. But in the he arena. specifically was introducing his daughter, right? That's yes. who she was. Rick Flair, yeah, he he came out, gave some sort of old guy speech, and then he introduced his daughter Charlotte Flair, who is currently the SmackDown Women's Champion. Yes, and then she talked a while about how she's the best. Yes. And then another lady, whose name I can't remember, but has a very long braid and seemed cool. She has a very long, very long one braid hair. Yeah, yeah, It, like, goes down, like, to her knees, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bianca Belair. Oh, there you go. She came out, and then she talked about how, no, 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 but I'm the best, because I think she has She's the the raw women's champion. Yeah. Charlotte was trying to be like, oh, this is Raw will always be my show because, like, that's where she won a lot of her first titles was on Raw. Mm-hmm. So that triggered Bianca to come out and be like, well, it's my show now. Like, kind of like, it's funny because they're both, <laughs> they're both good guys. So they're like, not actually like, usually this would trigger to them like having a feud because they're yeah. like, you know, like marking their territory or whatever. But they're both yeah, good yeah. guys. So they were like, kind of like respecting each other's words in a way that like was weird. Mm. Yeah. This this is the last women's segments of the night. It was very poorly written, I think, this yeah. whole segment. I think it also like it was the moment I started to get sleepy, just the time of the night. So like I feel like maybe I'm not the only one. You yeah. know, like nobody's the stood point up. where you get sleepy. <laughs> People stood up for the entrances, uh, but once they got to the ring, like there was no standing up for any of the remainder of the yeah. segment. Um because then there's a third woman who comes out and says that, no, 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 no. But what about me? I am the best. Yes, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. This is Sonya Deville. What's so weird about this segment, Sarah, is that Sonya Deville is in a, like a feud with Charlotte on SmackDown. Okay. Is probably going to face Charlotte for her title at some point. Mm-hmm. I think. Yes. But then what they decide to do in this segment is like, Charlotte's like, oh, if you want to face somebody, why don't you just face Bianca <laughs> and not me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sonia, like with no, for no reason, essentially, is going to face Bianca Belair mm-hmm. and just like get beaten by like, <laughs> like yeah. she's supposed to be challenging for the Raw Women's Championship, but she is, oh no, she's supposed to be challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So they put her in a match against the Raw champion only to lose, which is like... Does not really help her. (laughs) It's just bad booking. Like, it's just bad. And it doesn't help that, like, you know, the the apex of this show 
or the climax of the show was like in the first 45 minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. every like people were so high energy in the beginning that by the time you got to this, like people were kind of like waiting for a segment where they could like go to the bathroom or just like take a break mm. and like chill out. And honestly, like for what they threw out here, this was just the perfect segment to yeah. do that, which again is very like classic old school wrestling. Like, oh, it's a women's match. This is when I can go get food or use the yeah. bathroom kind of like moment. And this is this is when like the fans were so uninterested in the match that they started doing the Eagles chance. They started doing again, Eagles yeah. chance. Yeah. And that's like that's like it's kind of like a thing that fans do. It's like it's like kind of disrespectful to the wrestlers. Oh yeah, yeah. In a way that you're like not even trying to participate because like mm-hmm. the fans are kind of part of the show when you go to a wrestling event. So yeah. you're kind of supposed to help sell mm-hmm. the match to some degree. People were not feeling it. It's not the fans' <laughs> fault. Like this was a bad segment. Like there's no, yeah. there's no way around it. Like Sonya looks bad after the segment, and then she's gonna face Charlotte, and then that match is gonna probably be bad because nobody expects Sonya to win, and she won't probably won't. So that match will also not be interesting. And then there's no really downside to Bianca here because she does win this match, but she has to go through this match where the crowd is not interested, which is not fun. You know, yeah, yeah, because they really just should have cut this out and let the cage match be the cage match. Yeah, Charlotte is very is is very good in the ring. She's like the most winningest women's champion of all time. She was gone for a long time. She came back recently, and instantly the day she came back, she got a match for the title and she won. Like that's <laughs> that's yeah, just like the kind of character she gets to be. And Bianca is also very good in the ring. We did get to see some of her athleticism in her match, uh, but it didn't it didn't get any huge pops because people are just kind of like weren't into the segment. But then uh, the uh, Alexa Bliss came on the screen after the match. I tried to explain Alexa Bliss to you, also. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to try to? Nope. Forgot nope. everything. <laughs> okay. Alexa Bliss is somehow like she's basically roped in with this whole like Bray Wyatt characters where she's like. All right, she's the one that gets possessed with the ghost. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So she's like in the process of getting repossessed or something like that. So she's, 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 she's actually like a very small woman who looks like she shouldn't be able to beat anybody in a match, but she's been champion multiple times. And then, but then she has this whole like Bray Wyatt kind of aura to her that like, Mm. she's like, maybe she's a wizard as well. (laughs) <laughs> or something like that <laughs> so she has like she'll just like go nuts and in, in like i don't know i'll get to my prediction for she alexa <laughs> bliss is facing bianca belair at the royal rumble for okay. her title yeah which i'm not 100 percent sure how that will go but i'll try to predict it later um <laughs> unfortunate for the women's wrestlers tonight but yeah yeah definitely i'm hoping that they'll have a bounce back like the they'll acknowledge that you know they didn't do right by the women on this episode mm-hmm. of raw and hopefully We'll get some sort of makeup for this later. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. (laughs) We get one small segment before the main event here. Yeah. So then some like, I don't know, guy in a suit, like he looked like an announcer to me or something. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then was talking some shit about how, what about me? I'm amazing. (laughs) You should all pay attention to me. This guy got the mic. This is the Miz. The Mm -hmm. Miz was on the mic for all of what like 15 seconds and people were going nuts like he was just like he was like kind of being like a brat and being like he was like what do you mean i don't have a segment of like he usually does a talk show called ms tv 
Like he's like, okay. there's no episode on Miz TV on Monday Night Raw. Like that's like a staple of the Monday Night Raw history and like stuff like that. And like the crowd is like going crazy because they're like agreeing with him. Like the Miz mm-hmm. is awesome. And then, but then the guy that's challenging Roman Reigns just like sneaks out of the audience or something. I don't even know where he came from. And then he just hits him with the stunner, which is his new finisher move. <laughs> and Kevin Owens is going to go on a rant about how he's going to beat Roman Reigns. About how he's actually the best. <laughs> yeah. He actually had a pretty, it was actually a pretty good promo. Cause like it got kind of like, it got kind of like, Oh, like this is actually what like fans say in like forums online. Like he was like Roman Reigns, you've held the title, the titles hostage for over two uh, years, yeah. years now, which is like pe- things that like people actually say about Roman mm-hmm. Reigns online. <laughs> so it got kind of like, you know, it's, they're using real, material or like real feelings from the fans in the writing of the show which is i like when yeah they do yeah that. yeah it's a good call but unfortunately we talked about how the tag team match earlier was like only for the raw titles mm-hmm. as of right now owens is facing reigns for the undisputed titles which means it's for both of them so there's like no way in hell that, gonna take both that, of that them Kevin Owens is one? gonna take both titles off Roman Reigns before Wrestlemania you know yeah so it, it, there is speculation that Roman could lose one of them before WrestleMania, but he's not going to lose both. May, yeah. They could switch it up at the last second and be like, oh, this is only for the SmackDown titles, or this is only for the Raw title, or what, or, they, or this mm-hmm. is the Universal title, whatever it's called. But as of right now, it doesn't seem like it's that, so really, hopefully it's a good match, but I don't think there's any mystery here as to who's going to win. <laughs> Which there rarely is in a Roman Reigns match, but there, since there was some speculation out there, that Roman could lose the title. I think if they just said, oh, this is only for the universal title, then it would actually make the match more interesting. But that's not the case. What's the main event, Sarah? You want to describe these boys? <laughs> uh, these are two big, muscly boys. One really big, muscly boy. One, re- Yeah, he reminded me a lot of like that old show, American Gladiators. Yeah. Like, he's that <laughs> level of muscly, um, which just seems absurd. But... Um, yeah. This is, that's Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley to me always had like, like I feel like for me, like if I were to get really muscular or uh-huh. when I think about if like being really muscular, like there's a point where I feel like it's like too much. Uh-huh. But somehow like Bobby Lashley has been able to like build his muscles in a way that like I actually don't think it looks like too gross. Mm, even though he is massive. He somehow has like kept the right proportions where I'm like, oh, but, yeah. like, yeah, that that actually looks like some good muscles. <laughs> <laughs> And the other guy has gained a lot of muscle recently, uh, but he's just like a smaller guy compared to Bobby Lashley, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a high bar. <laughs> yeah, they're both very muscular, but there might have been like a 50-pound difference between these two guys. Yeah. Uh, the other guy's name is Austin Theory, and he is the United States Championship, which is the other B title yes. in the men's division. And these, to me, looked like serious boys who weren't going to do too many goofy things, but... I mean, I don't know. Are tables considered goofy? That just seems like standard wrestling. No, thing. tables are the very go-to. Like fans are always like, "Get the tables!" Like it's <laughs> it's like a thing that those guys that did the the D three move. They're called the the Dudley Boys. They were like okay. famous for using tables, and ah. they would always be like, "Get the tables!" So everybody's always like, "Get the tables!" And it's like a thing. This was a no disqualification match, which means you're allowed to use whatever you want. So they were allowed to get yes. tables out. This is where I found out that there is, in fact, an arsenal of tables <laughs> and chairs and a, a fire extinguisher just under the, the 
Whatever uh, you need. Ring all the time, yeah. Anything you need. Usually yeah. the bolt cutters are under there, but when they had to get the bolt cutters earlier, somebody had to like run backstage and get them. Like they forgot well, to yeah, put them they under the ring. Get in, they <laughs> couldn't get in there too quickly. The, you know, the oh, yeah. Maybe that is actually cheating. what it was. Like they've definitely had the bolt cutters under the ring before, <laughs> but they didn't <laughs> for this situation. Yeah. Everybody that watches wrestling just like knows that. They're just like, they keep <laughs> spare supplies that <laughs> there's usually ladders under there too. But yeah, I feel like these boys spend a lot of time outside of the ring chasing each other around and smashing yeah, each other. Yeah, that's how these no like no DQ matches usually go. It's like you uh, get a lot of out of ring stuff and then you get some bonus weapons. <laughs> yeah. Lashley though. Lashley is a guy that I like. Um mm-hmm. I I always like kind of liked him and then I listened to Stone Cold Steve Austin has these like podcasts. And I watched his interview with Brock Lesnar, or not Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And I was really impressed with him. Like he's he he's basically like a guy that he's like willing to do whatever. Like he he says like I don't really like pitch ideas to the creative team at all. Oh uh, yeah. Really, like he's really just like a I'll do whatever you want me to do kind of guy. Yeah. And so he's like he does do like goofy segments sometimes, and but he's like. He naturally is just like I'm a tough I'm a tough big guy, yeah. <laughs> and he's like a good athlete. Like he also, Brock Lesnar, who we're gonna talk about, is like was like the UFC champion at one point or MMA champion. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley also did MMA fighting. And oh, okay. Was, and was a amateur wrestler and won like a bunch of titles in college and stuff. And he was also Bobby Lashley was also part of a bank robbery one time. Right, he's the one you told me about got shot sort of in the face. He wasn't robbing the bank, but he was in oh, the no, bank. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't he was in the bank when it was getting robbed. This is like the short version of the story as I understand it. And like when the guy like busted the door open to the bank, he just like randomly shot one bullet to like get everybody mm-hmm. to like pay attention pay to. Pay attention. Him. And I guess he didn't shoot the bullet in the air like you would see in like a cartoon or uh-huh. a TV show. Yeah. He like shot it. I don't know. He shot it. He must've shot it like forward. Mm-hmm. And it actually like Bobby Lashley has this scar on his like left cheek. I think that as I understand it, the bullet like grazed his cheek. Oh my gosh. And that is why so he has this scar. Yeah. And in the process, he like his reaction to getting hit in the cheek and hearing this gun fired in the bank was that he just fell to the ground as fast as humanly possible the exact proper response yes, yes yeah and it wasn't until like after the whole robbery was over that he like realized that he like fell in a way that he like busted his knee up a mm. little bit and he was like in the process of like being scouted for wwe and he had to like after this bank robbery incident he had to like keep telling them that he like oh he had to reschedule over like over and over again because he needed like a few months to like heal from this oh, injury yeah. he got and from he didn't want to say oh i busted up my knee yeah, yeah he didn't want to let them know that he was hurt so he just like came up with excuses to like reschedule the tryout over and over again i would have been like i got shot in the face give me a <laughs> yeah. little bit of time you, you would think <laughs> that would be good but you know that, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah big businesses move on quickly if, yeah 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 that's true so I don't know if he had to do what he did, but yeah, incredible story. When I heard the story yeah, of the podcast, yeah. I was like, I couldn't even believe that anybody could have had a story like this in their life, but amazing story. Yeah. So I am a Bobby Lashley fan, even though he, he probably doesn't fit the the character type that I usually root for. 
but I, I do enjoy rooting for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I have very little reason to be attached to anybody in this, but I found myself wanting him to win this match. So. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, Austin Theory is a very serious boy now, but... Yeah, he had a very serious <laughs> face, and I was like, yeah. you don't seem fun. I don't, very... I don't know that I'm into this. this guy, Austin Theory is, like, actually young. He's, like, 24 years old. He... He had a gimmick at first where he would, like, always be taking selfies all the time. So he would, like, beat somebody in a match, and then he would, like, grab his phone and take a selfie with them, like, on the mat. Like, behind <laughs> them after he beat them. Now that's some shilly shenanigans I can enjoy. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny, but I think fans... I don't know. I don't know if the fans were that into it. Like, I, mm. I think he's been getting more popular now that he's, like, a serious boy. Ah, uh, okay. He's still new enough that I... I'm interested by him but you know i feel like if if he's serious for a long enough amount of time and he like stops being the champion or stops having success i'll probably tune out on him mm, okay. um, but i'm interested to see how far this united states championship title runs because i feel like he's gonna carry it till mania like he he's been retaining the title but like he always it's always kind of goofy how he does because he faces guys like bobby lashley who just like he looks like he shouldn't be able to beat him Mm, um, yeah, so he yeah. needs he needs a goofy thing to happen, which is what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, but before that, he gets out like some tables, and the amount of time like that these folks have yeah. to set up tables while somebody else is just laying on the ground pretending to be like hurt is very silly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just very silly. <laughs> I enjoyed watching in the in the three man tag match when like two of the guy when like one guy from each side was fighting. Like Gunther mm -hmm. was facing Seth Rollins in the ring, like I could see the two Imperium guys like <laughs> sitting on the ground outside the wing, just like casually watching what was going <laughs> on in the ring because they knew they weren't on camera, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're supposed to be like, oh, I got punched in the face, so I'm like recovering on the outside mm. of the ring. <laughs> but they, yeah, yeah. they did. They weren't on the camera side, so they didn't have to like worry about <laughs> like selling yeah. it, I guess. <laughs> and that one, I also enjoyed when one boy would be like down and like trying to tap out, but the other boys were just, oh no, just too far away. Like they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like far enough. That's tag team wrestling classic. <laughs> it was very silly as well. <laughs> yeah. Theory's going to use an, a fire extinguisher at some point in this oh, match. Yeah. yeah. There was a point where he threw Bobby like at the stairs that they have to get up into the ring. And I was like, oh, no, that thing has pointy corners. Like that was the one oh, time yeah. when I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. Yeah. P I actually the article I read on the recap to try to like get my notes together for this actually like mentioned that that looked like harder a than mistake. normal and, like they oh. do that spot all the time where they throw them into like the side of the stairs mm -hmm. uh which i think is what they did i didn't notice anything out of the ordinary when we were there but now that you said it and then also this person that read did the article said that it looked kind of aggressive mm. more aggressive than normal but they ended up setting up two tables right sarah they set up one yes like normal like they said and normal. one like looked like a really intense ramp on the <laughs> yeah they like leaned it against the the turnbuckle and they had so they had two set up in the ring, and they mm -hmm. actually ended up not using one of them. Yeah, which was a funny thing to do, I guess. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> they I, I guess it created a little attention. It's like, ooh, what table are they going to use? Mm -hmm. Um, oh, also, I was going to say, my wife is uh, a a big fan of Austin Theory's body. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then there was a there was a girl, like a younger woman. I guess she was, I think she was 24 because her sign said she was 24, like a few oh, rows right, in front right. of us who got on. <laughs> they did, so they, in the stadium during commercials, they did like a dance cam segment at one point. Mm -hmm. um, and then they had a sign cam segment where they were like 
going to people's signs and like the announcer lady was like reading them reading them, and this yeah. woman had a sign that was like for theory saying that she was like single and ready to mingle and that she was like <laughs> i think she was saying she was 24 because she's like the same age as austin theory or something yeah, and then yeah. it was something about it was essentially like if, if somebody had like a theory marry me sign or something like that. yeah yeah, yeah. Was... so there was like another girl there who was like very <laughs> into austin theories <laughs> which i thought was funny but yeah solid match overall and then Brock Lesnar came in like the Kool-Aid man is, is what I meant. <laughs> well, Lashley puts Theory through. Finally, power bombs Theory through the table that was standing normally. They don't right. use the turnbuckle table. Mm-hmm. And then right after he does this, like he could just go pin him and win the match like right here. Yeah. But, oh, here comes the Brock Lesnar music. <laughs> There's literally, so we could see the clock that the that the wrestlers and the refs get to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, since it's a live show like they kind of have to keep to their time or know like okay it's ten fifty eight. we have two minutes left until yeah. we go off the air and then like the people in front of us started filming the like entrance stage instead of like looking at the 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 ring yeah i think lesnar previously has already screwed over bobby lashley from losing the u.s title mm. from austin theory okay. so it, there were there was rumors that lashley was going to do it again they tried to, there was a segment earlier in the show where they tried to make it seem like this guy MVP that Lashley was talking to backstage was going to like have potentially like his, he's like the manager for this guy, uh, Omos, who's okay. like, a, like a seven foot guy, seven foot tall guy that hey. he was like going to interrupt the match. Like, so they tried to like make it seem like, oh, it might not be Brock Lesnar, but then it was just Brock Lesnar in the end. Yep. <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, this is classic Brock Lesnar. He literally, his entrance moves, it comes on at like 10.58. Like there's two minutes <laughs> left in the show. And he just like makes his way down to the ring, gets in the ring, like Lashley misses the first punch. And then he picks him up onto his back and then does his finisher move. It's called the F5 where he just like spins them and drops them on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that's his finisher that, you know, people, unless it's like a WrestleMania match or a big match, like they don't really kick out of it. So yeah. Lashley is like pinnable in this moment so he throws the other unconscious boy on top of this boy and that's good enough (laughs) yeah he does the f5 to austin theory he just like picks theory up off the ground does the f5 to him except he lands him on top of bobby lashley so that the referee can count it as theory is pinning bobby lashley (laughs) the rules in this thing are ridiculous i mean it makes sense i mean it's a no dq match that this is why it had to be a no dq match is because lesnar was going to interfere now i don't know if I don't know how much of a change this was because, like, I don't think until to when we went, like, it, I don't think last week that this was advertised as a no DQ. So I think a lot of stuff kind of changed on the fly here. Mm, okay. With potentially because of maybe the Rock decision, or I don't know, like, Le- like maybe Lesnar wouldn't have shown up tonight if the Rock was going to show up because it would be like too many people, too many big oh, people yeah, coming yeah. back in the same night, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But once the Rock wasn't in, maybe they're like, okay, we can use Lesnar instead, and then we'll do this trial of Sami Zayn segment, <laughs> which ended up being amazing. So I don't, I don't care. I didn't mind that they did that. <laughs> but yeah, Lesnar yep. did his two minutes that he just gets and, <laughs> as the main event. And that was the end of Monday Night Raw. Yep. And I think this, I think this will hopefully lead to a Lashley-Lesnar WrestleMania match. Oh, It would make okay. sense. Lesnar's a guy that he only shows up like every so often. And the, recently, whenever he does show up, it's been a, like to mess up Lashley. So hopefully this is like hopefully this is a wrestlemania match that will happen and they're like these guys won't need to have a title as part of the match 
Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Kind of thing. It's just now, a, I'm angry at you match. Yeah, Lesnar usually gets his match to be for a title. So maybe this one won't. But it's possible they might have Lesnar, like, take one of the titles off of Reigns. Oh, or or, okay. or like some goof, some shenanigans might happen where the, yeah. somehow one of the titles comes off Reigns and then it ends up in the hands of Lashley or Lesnar before mm-hmm. WrestleMania. It's possible, but hopefully not. Hopefully we just get a like a a non-title Lesnar match that hopefully Lashley can win and look <laughs> and look good. Yeah. All right, Sarah. How are you feeling after these three hours? Uh, sleepy three, and ready three and to go home. <laughs> it was a long time, but it was a good time. Yeah. Would you ever go again, Sarah? We just had um, ticket, tickets, and we were like, Sarah, we're going to Philly for another show. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, I guess, if you really wanted me to go. If there was a Rumble, if there was a Royal Rumble in Philly, I feel like that's... Oh, if yeah, if I could see some muscly men play The Floor is Lava, then then I could get into it. Well, you'll see. We'll see if you like it on TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm intrigued by the floor is lava action that you've told me about. Yeah, where I showed you, I showed silly. Sarah some uh, Kofi Kingston highlights over the years of the Royal Rumble of all the different ways he like did not have his two feet touch the floor, so he was technically <laughs> still in the match, <laughs> which is uh, very silly rules. <laughs> yeah, I think the higher chance of shenanigans, the higher chance you have of me going you know like yeah well that's my that's how my interest yeah. has also peaked <laughs> so, <laughs> i think if i'm into a segment that's like the good stuff that i think you'll also like yeah the trial of Zami zane was a really good segment and i think you could tell it was a good segment but you did need a little bit of background to kind of understand yeah it. yeah definitely if you hadn't given me that whole preparatory rundown of things ahead of time i would have been like this is the strange situation okay <laughs> yeah they're having a Law & Order trial <laughs> as the opening segment of this wrestling show. <laughs> okay, so that's enough of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> we made it. Yes. Next, we will be covering the Royal Rumble on Saturday. Yes. Or we talked about just one of the matches, right? Like the women's or the men's or... Yeah. Let me, let me, give, my, let me give my predictions for all these matches. Okay. And I'll let you know what the matches are. Besides okay. the Rumble matches. So we're going to get an undisputed WWE Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Okay. This should just pretty much be a straight Roman Reigns retains. Mm-hmm. The match could be interesting from the perspective of Roman has given Sammy this, like, like you'll have your final test at the Rumble. Yeah. But it's really vague in a way, like, okay, is Sammy going to have to, like... Is he is Roman going to tell him to do something to Kevin Owens to help him retain? Right. Or is it going to be something in the Rumble match itself? Mm. It seems like it has to be something in the in the championship match because I don't know why Roman would be involved in the Rumble match. Mm-hmm. It could be some story throughout the night where I'm I'm assuming the women's Rumble is going to be the opening match of the of the Rumble pay per view, and the okay. men's match will be the main event and then all these other singles matches are going to be like the in-between so there could be some weird thing where like sammy doesn't do what reigns tells him to do which white snowball into some shenanigans in the rumble and then Mm. the dream scenario is that sammy Zayn wins the rumble for me that's how i feel Uh that feels like the natural story progression 
of what Roman Reigns is appealing to. Now, it it does feel a little odd for Roman Reigns to lose his titles to a guy in Sami Zayn that doesn't really <laughs> look like he should be able to beat Roman Reigns, and he's yeah. like, and he's like never won the titles before either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it that feels off silly. from that perspective. But if you really, if WWE really wanted to, like, they call out like, like getting a guy over, like getting like the fans to really get behind somebody. Oh, okay. Now the fans are already behind Sami Zayn, but to, like really get him over is to be like he, he's so over that he's a champion now. Is kind of like the idea. Yeah. And it would be like it's it's crazy to think that they would spend two years on Roman Reigns just and then give the titles to Sami Zayn. It's like it seems crazy, but. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm yeah. rooting for. It seems it's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I can't promise it's gonna happen, but that's like at least they're making me feel like that's a possibility, which is at least mm-hmm. fun, fun yeah, in yeah. itself. That makes but Reigns should retain. He's not gonna lose both titles to Kevin Owens unless that something happens in this match where they change what it's for or the rules of it at the last second, which is also a possibility. The other match is the Raw Women's Championship between Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. I don't see how Bianca loses the title. I don't think that's in the cards, but I could see this match being like a disqualification kind of en- ending. Oh, okay. Where like Alexa kind of like goes crazy and then maybe does something illegal to Bianca oh, okay. and then she gets disqualified. It seems like kind of, sometimes these rumble matches are like the championship matches aren't as like, they're kind of like, they can be like filler or just like, getting, oh, yeah, we're yeah. getting through to WrestleMania kind of. Mm-hmm. things i don't know what the long-term plan is for alexa bliss it feels like they're just using her as a, a fill-in match for bianca here but i don't know there's some okay. speculation that bianca could lose the titles and then maybe she would like go face charlotte or something there's some speculation out there so there's like a chance she might lose but i, I don't see it happening interesting okay and then uh the other singles match that's advertised is bray wyatt versus la knight in the Mountain Dew pitch black right. match. <laughs> the spooky match. <laughs> um, based on the segment that we watched on Raw last night, Sarah, who do you think would win this match? <laughs> the spooky boy is going yeah. to win the match, they, yes. <laughs> they literally had The Undertaker come back and, like, shit on L.A. Knight. Even though L.A. Knight is good. He's, like, he's good at what he does, but they're they're using him as a stepping stone for Bray Wyatt right here. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he should win. Now, what the hell this match is going to be? I don't. I don't know. I don't know if WWE <laughs> knows yet what it's going to be. I don't know mm-hmm. if they made a decision. I, if I had to guess, it would just be like the lights periodically go off during this match, and then we might get some creepy characters that show up after oh, yeah. when the lights come back on, and then eventually something happens. I don't know. <laughs> it could be a weird like setup where I told you about this this character like Uncle Howdy who like. I thought everybody thought Bray Wyatt was Uncle Howdy, but then Uncle Howdy like attacked Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so, mm, yeah, it's possible that this this whole setup is just a setup for like Uncle Howdy to attack Bray Wyatt, and then LA Knight actually wins the match. Like that's definitely oh. a possibility. That's what kind of happened with uh, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Like Alexa Bliss, like fully transformed into like Sister Abigail and like distracted. <laughs> Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and he actually lost his Wrestlemania match so they could actually do an angle like that so there's a chance LA Knight does win the match being overthrown by his own spookiness yeah exactly <laughs> I don't get it but you know it's it's it should be interesting <laughs> and then okay you ready to talk about we're gonna talk about I'm gonna pull up the the betting odds for the Royal Rumble right now and talk okay. about them so anybody that doesn't want betting odds spoiled 
information, <laughs> this is the time to tap out of this podcast. All right. So let's talk about the women's rumble first. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you don't you don't understand how the numbers of betting odds work, right, Sarah? Correct. For, for people that do, this I'm gonna I'm just gonna spit out the numbers here. Ready? The number one favorite to win the women's Royal Rumble is Rhea Ripley. He's at minus one thirty eight. In betting terms, that's like that's like a fifty percent chance to maybe slightly above fifty percent chance uh, that they'll win the match, approximately. And this was a hot goth girl. Yes, this is the okay. girl you liked. Uh, or no, not Bailey, but the one you thought looked nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this would make a lot of sense. This, this I think follows the formula oftentimes for a Royal Rumble winner, where like they're on TV, but Rhea is not actually. She she used to be like kind of a singles high profile wrestler, like she was the champion at okay. one point. But then she she kind of like became kind of like B level, like other people started going for the titles and she was getting less time on TV. And then she joined this faction called the Judgment Day. And she's kind of taken a back seat on the Judgment Day where she helps them win their matches. Mm. And that but she's had segments throughout the way where like she's like body slammed dudes. Mm, yeah. and gotten like big spots so it's like they've kept her relevant enough and if somebody's gonna win the rumble at the end of the season or whatever you want to call this it makes sense that like okay you don't you don't necessarily have to use them too much throughout the year if they're just gonna oh, win the okay. rumble and then you can hype them up for the last two months two months stretch of the season or whatever oh, okay i see so it kind of fits that formula where like they've made her look cool but they haven't overused her too much mm -hmm. so i understand the betting odds here <laughs> for why she's a favorite but still yeah, yeah, yeah. the betting odds it, like if you think rhea ripley's gonna win for sure then it would be in your best interest to go out and bet bet money that rhea ripley's gonna win because mm -hmm. If you think there's a 60% chance that she wins, like it's in your best interest to bet it. That's like how the math works out. Okay. Um, the second highest in the betting odds is Becky Lynch, who was the girl that got beat up by damage control in the cage match. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Her odds are at plus 350. That's probably around like a 20% chance, I would okay. say, that she wins. And that's the second highest odds of winning. Becky is one of those people that's kind of like, she's such a big deal that she's kind of just like default is always going to be kind of high uh, on the, the odds to win. Okay. She's won it before, but she, like having her win it multiple times, like wouldn't be that weird because she's that, she's big enough of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, it's a, like everybody else is below 10%. Oh. Like well okay. below 10%. So yeah. Bailey is next after that. And then Raquel Rodriguez, which is uh, another like muscular woman on smackdown that i don't get to watch that often unfortunately mm -hmm. um but she's like a newer person and then i'll just go through these like oscar charlotte flair naomi is is on this list but i don't know at some point it just kind of gets like they're throwing these odds up because they think somebody might bet them but yeah not really i wouldn't expect any anybody to, yeah. like, it seems like it should be Rhea or becky with like an outside chance of bailey but i don't think they'd do that either <laughs> or there's some, or like there's something they could always do something weird where like Bianca loses the title somehow, but then she wins the rumble or something like they can do oh, stuff okay. like that too in the same night. Yeah. Uh, but Bianca Bianca has also won the rumble before, so she's not high on these odds list. So that's I think the women's rumble is less interesting going into it just because it doesn't feel there like there's that as many possibilities as the men's night right. rumble. Okay. Um, but they could surprise us. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. 
I hope they do a good job for the ladies, you know, given that they did not do a good job for the ladies last night. The way that the the Rumble match works is, for people that don't know, is like it's two people start out in the ring and then every like 90 seconds, another wrestler comes out and they enter the match. And then it keeps going until th all 30 participants in the match have entered. And the objective over the course of the match is to throw people over the top rope and have both their feet hit the floor and then they're eliminated from the match. And it goes until one person is left standing. So, like, I guess they could, like, they don't have to use a real 90 seconds for the clock if they do want to, like, speed it up. But the rules for the men's and the women's match are supposed to be the same. So they can't ah, really okay. shorten the match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. So it should be the same length. If anything, sometimes, like, if... If there's supposed to be a moment in the middle of the match, they might use more than 90 seconds in between. Mm, okay. If like they just don't want to, they don't want to interrupt us, like a, a move in the match with an entrance person coming in. They kind of like, oh yeah, that makes how sense. they how they book the story of the match. They don't want to do that, so they can play with the clock a little bit, but it should be it should be equivalent in length to the men's match. All right, you ready for the men's rumble talk? Yeah. This is when it gets good. <laughs> this this is the the story. The interesting road to WrestleMania start right here. Like we talked about earlier, there was speculation that The Rock would be the match for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this year. Right. The Rock is not the favorite, but he is. But he's on the list. <laughs> he is on the list. Let, I'll, I'll go through the top of the list. I'll, I'll go in the order that it is. Mm -hmm. Minus 137. So this is about the same odd. This is like pretty much the same odds that Ripley was at. 50%, yeah. maybe a little bit above. Is Cody Rhodes. I tried to explain Cody Rhodes to you. Oh, right. He's the one that looks like an 80s movie villain who yeah. also runs a circus. Got it. Yes. Yeah. He's got a circus coat on. I don't know, man. Yeah. For people that might be jumping in, some some people, WWE fans, just kind of like try to jump in for the road WrestleMania season. Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes, he's the son of a Dusty Rhodes who's like an old school wrestler. And okay. so he's like a legacy guy. And he was in WWE. And then decided to leave. And then he did really well for himself in the independent circuit. And he like wrestled in Japan. And then he was part of a group of guys that started AEW, which is the like new-ish, new in the last couple of years, like United States-based wrestling promotion that is like actually able to compete with WWE in some mm -hmm. degree. Okay. But then after two years with AEW or whatever it was, his contract with them expired. And then he got signed back to WWE and he made a surprise, a surprise in quotes, but people, <laughs> everybody kind of knew the behind the scene, what was going on, a surprise yeah. appearance at WrestleMania, the last WrestleMania. And so he, he was kind of like, he wasn't at that big on the like top end of the card when he left, but because he did so well for himself outside of WWE, he instantly was like top of the card oh, uh, okay. when he came back. Yeah. And then he faced Seth, he faced Seth Rollins, who's another big wrestler, mm -hmm. in a bunch of matches. And then they were finally having. I I I thought this was going to be like their last match, like winner take all kind of match or whatever. And they had a Hell in a Cell match. But then, like that week leading up to the match, Cody Rhodes in training like fully tore his like pectoral muscle off Oof. of the bone. Oh, and gross. yeah, I showed you this. I showed you this video. Yeah, and then because the it was so close to the match, and he just was like determined to do it no matter what. He like 
did the match with this injury and Ridiculous. like people people knew he was injured but they didn't know the extent of it and when he came out and he like take took his coat off like his whole right peck and like going mm. into his arm and his bicep were like like bloodshot like yeah it looked like brutal but somehow he able was able to do the match at some capacity and he ended up winning they actually let him win knowing that he was going to be out for like they say nine months but I don't know if that was the real diagnosis. WWE likes to be, likes to say like, "Oh, he's going to be out for a year," and then they come back in six months and be like, oh, okay. "Our guys are so tough that they recover faster." <laughs> <laughs> now Cody's putting in a ton of work to try to come back as fast as possible, so mm-hmm. it's possible they said nine months, and then he just like you know goes above and beyond somehow. Mm-hmm. But okay. they've been showing video packages, and we you got to see one at the live event tonight. Oh yeah, that they they're basically saying they already said like oh he's gonna be in the rumble for some reason but this is weird so he he's favorited to win but he's not gonna be a surprise entry which is weird um okay to me like i would not bet cody rhodes at minus 137 if i was if i had to bet on anything here that just doesn't feel right to me though the guy who won last year edge he had a similar kind of like they they were they said like he told everybody he was going to be in the rumble and then he entered number one and then he went on to win from being the, even though he was the guy in the beginning of the match. Oh, dang. I am predicting that Cody Rhodes is either the first or second guy in the match. That's what I, I think they're going to try to mm. mirror the edge thing, but I don't think he's going to win. At least that's how I feel. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for. Cody Rhodes is a big enough guy. He doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. That's how ah, I feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, can, <laughs> okay. he can get a WrestleMania match that's going to be good without winning the Royal Rumble. It's kind of like the like the easiest thing they could do is just be like, oh, let's give it to this guy. He's coming back from an injury mm, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And he was a big deal. He was probably going to have an amazing year. And who knows what they had planned for him story-wise. But maybe they can just instantly get him right back to the top by having him win the yeah. Rumble. So it makes sense. I get why he's the favorite. But to me, it's just too weird that they didn't save it to be a surprise comeback. Uh, um, yeah. But then, right now, the second on the list, Sarah, is Sami Zayn. Oh, boy. Sami Zayn <laughs> and The Rock have gone back and forth as to who's, wow. like, the number two. Interesting. Uh, but Sami Zayn is at a plus 300. So this is, again, this is again in that, like, Becky Lynch zone of, like, mm. 20. It's a little bit better than Becky Lynch, Lynch's odds, but it's, like, 20% to 25% kind of area. Ah, uh, got it, got it. Um. This is what I would want to bet on. Maybe I, but maybe my my heart's just too in it, so I really shouldn't be betting on. <laughs> this just feels so right to me to have Sami yeah. Zayn win this. That's that's what I that's what I want to happen. This is what I'm predicting will happen. Yes, my very little connection to anything, I would want him to win. Yeah, I you're, you, when you come it. over, you're going to be rooting for Sami Zayn, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if The Rock shows up, The Rock shows up, and that's going to be cool. And then I get it if The Rock wins, you know. <laughs> yeah reports now these reports could be wrong the reports are saying that the rock decided that he didn't have enough time to get into wrestling shape for wrestlemania so the reports are indicating that the rock is not going to get involved but that could just be a fake story because he's going to have he's going to come out at the rumble and it's going to be a surprise (laughs) and maybe that's why they didn't want cody to be a surprise entry and the rock to be a surprise entry because too many surprises yeah, yeah, like they did, they've done these really good video packages, like documentary style of like Cody recovering from his injury and mm-hmm. getting the sympathy of the fans and showing how tough he is and how hardworking he is. So they, they've gotten to show Cody in a very positive way. Yeah. To get him on good terms with the fans again and not have it 
him be overshadowed by the rock if the rock does <laughs> yeah, come out. You yeah, know? yeah. That makes sense. But I if I'm assuming the rock is not gonna get involved, and I hope it's Sammy. And what I really hope is that Cody Rhodes, Sammy Zayn, and The Rock. The Rock is at plus four fifty right now. Mm-hmm. So that's you're talking under twenty percent at this point. Still like above fifteen percent, so it's like that fifteen to twenty range. If they're all in the match, say somehow The Rock is there. I hope like Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and The Rock are like the final three in the match. <laughs> like yeah. the the tension of like, oh my god, who's gonna win this would be so electric to be like <laughs> like it, it would make sense for all three of these guys to win. Like the dream, like a dream scenario to me is like the rock is in the match, right? Mm-hmm. But somehow Sami Zayn eliminates the rock from the match. Like, <laughs> like that just sounds so absurd. Throw like Sami Zayn just goes like super sane <laughs> instantly, <laughs> and like he's just, he would be so over. And like you would think people would. I, it, it's an interesting spot because like you would think like oh people would boo the rock getting eliminated. Mm-hmm. But if Sami Zayn eliminates The Rock, yeah, that would be like I think people would, would lose crazy, their right? shit. Like, yeah. yeah, it would be <laughs> absurd. I think the crowd would love it. I, that's what I think. But say you're The Rock, do you come back to lose to Sami Zayn? Like, like would you agree to that? <laughs> like, the Rock is an silly. old legend. Like he's theoretically like he stays in shape, but I guess he's not in shape enough to wrestle, according to reports. Mm-hmm. Like. He's still an old legend guy. Like, he should be, like, willing to, like, put guys over is the idea. Uh, like, that's part of I the, guess that's the part of the culture that I'm missing. That's, yeah, that's part of the business is, like, you you get built up, you, like, have your run, and then before nobody cares about you, you kind of hand off and you try to help the next generation or whatever. Ah, uh, see, it's I would be like... Business. I won. Goodbye forever. I'm never coming back. You can never <laughs> you see can... me lose again. <laughs> yeah. The Rock is still awesome enough that, like, I don't, nobody would be mad if he came back and beat Roman Reigns. Or, okay. like, he could come back and beat anybody, I think. Uh-huh. And people would be like, oh, it's The Rock. It's still awesome. <laughs> Whereas, like, some other old guys coming back to win, you'd be like, uh, like, I like you, but I, you, we don't want you, like, taking away from the current superstars yeah. <laughs> to be here. Yeah. Everybody else is plus 2,000 or lower, which is now you're talking less than 5% oh, okay. of everybody else. Except Zapped? up until like today, for some reason, Stone Cold Steve Austin on this odds list has gone up to plus 800. <laughs> so <laughs> <Okay>. he's fourth. <laughs> I, I, it's a weird mix. I don't know if this means anything. I feel like it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe some rumor got mm. leaked that stone cold was in play and then the betting odds were just like oh, to be safe we should better lower stone cold's odds <laughs> like he might have been like plus four thousand before and people they were just like well it's too risky to let people bet stone cold at plus four thousand so they switched it to 800 i i don't know what happened but i'm not reading into the stone cold odds going up plus 800 is like you know a, you're, you're about 10 percent, i guess would be your odds mm. at plus 800 but i think it's cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and the rock are the the main the main guys to be waiting for yeah, yeah. when the, each entry, wrestler comes in? Sounds like it's going to be a lot of shenanigans. I hope so. <laughs> Sami Zayn all the way. Are you going to be rooting for Rhea Ripley or Bale? Or I'll be rooting for Bailey, but not expecting her to win. That's how I in the women's match. Yeah, I think I would like it if Bailey won. I like I like her booing children. Apparently, um, <laughs> the other lady. I'm just like she looks cool. I have nothing else to go on. 
you had to see so little of the women's division though so far that i feel yeah. like there still might be a random woman that enters and you'd be like oh i think she's funny or she looks yeah, cool yeah. or whatever like you're gonna have 30 attempts we'll see who sparks joy on the night yeah. i don't know <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's my prediction i'm a, i'm predicting Sami Zayn and rhea ripley those are my official predictions. i will say if like sammy wins then I will be interested, if not watching, but hearing a follow-up to that. Because then he's got to go fight the dude, right? That's how this works. Come over and watch WrestleMania. That'd be amazing. If you got interested enough to be like, yeah, I'll come over and watch WrestleMania. Why not? We'll see. We'll see. It's just, it's just a silly thing to come and watch together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's far less of a commitment than going to a yeah. thing. So, yeah, yeah. I've gone to, like, random, like, friends of friends' houses to watch Royal Rumbles and WrestleManias before. Yeah. But if like the eighties villain circus conductor guy wins, that's less like I don't I don't care where that There's goes. No, you know? yeah. I tried to like tell I tried to like run you through his story to like it is a really good story in terms of like mm -hmm. leaving he basically like bet on himself. He left like WWE is kinda like still the even though there there are other promos that are like competing with WWE now, WWE is still the top company to be in, I think. Yeah, yeah. In terms maybe in terms of like making money or I, I don't know exactly but this is where he wants to be like this is where his family legacy is but he left mm -hmm. because he felt like he wasn't high enough on the card basically he bet on himself did amazing by himself in the independent circuit and then helped create like a new company and then just right. use that all just to get back in the wwe and go right to the top of the card like yeah. it's pretty incredible which is all very impressive but i need some weird shenanigans to motivate me to watch more yeah, yeah. and that's just very inspiring not yeah. so much shenanigans <laughs> i don't know maybe if he does win maybe you'll be like oh this guy is pretty cool <laughs> once you actually maybe. get to see him but i mean we'll unlikely see. but we'll see <laughs> okay that was fun yeah uh Oh, let's talk about how we plan to do the Royal Rumble. Yes. It's going to be different than this. I don't want to just do another recap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is the idea that I pitched to you right before we got on the yes. podcast. I think what I want to do is choose one of the Rumble matches. Most likely the men's one, just because I expect it to be the better of the two mm -hmm. this year. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll watch it live and just enjoy it at my house. But mm -hmm. then when we do the podcast, we'll probably record the next day. And what we'll do is we'll watch the replay of the men's Royal Rumble match live on the podcast. Mm -hmm. What I want to do is have Sarah do, <laughs> do the main commentary for the entire match. <laughs> Get ready for some weird nicknames for some people because I don't know anybody. <laughs> she might remember the names of some people, but there's going to be people she, I've never told her about and she's never seen before. And so she's mm -hmm. going to have to... It's a podcast, so people are expected to only be listening, but people could <laughs> we want to do it so like we are doing like live commentary, so people could go sync up our audio with the video of the rumble yeah. and watch it with our commentary if they want to. <laughs> or you could just listen to it and try to figure out who the crap I'm talking about based <laughs> yeah. on my weird. I think it'll be the funniest way to do it. To just have you <laughs> just have you be like, and a cannonball with legs is coming down the <laughs> coming down the ramp. Yes. And I'm gonna try I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to be the color commentator. I think I'm gonna try to be like funny and just like act like you're doing a great job. 
even though I will clearly not be. Like, if you're like, you'll come down to the ring and you'll be like, like, here comes a cannonball with legs. And I'll be like, that's absolutely right, Sarah. That is Bronson Reed or whatever his name is. Like, I'll just come pretend, in with like, the useful information. I'll yeah. give you useful information, but in a way that like, I'll, I'll be supporting you as if you're doing a great mm. job. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into as many, I'm not going to like do any like tangents explaining things. Because you won't have time. Unless I could somehow, I don't know. The thing is, we're going to have already watched it. We're going to try to, I want to try to announce it as if we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like, it feels like it's live commentary. But maybe we might have, we might be able to like plan out a couple of spots of what, what to say in certain spots. I mean, spots I think if... that's fair. The actual commentary guys have a script. So Yeah, yeah, they good. do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I think it will just be a funny thing. And then. Yeah. Will pretty much be the match might be an hour. It's like an hour, a little over an hour probably for the whole match. So it'll actually be like some time constraint on the podcast because we're only yeah. We'll do an intro and an outro, but you know the podcast can only be so long because it's <laughs> only going to be the length of the match. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that will be fun. It'll be fun for us. Or fun <laughs> for me. It'll be fun for other people. It'll be too. fun for me listening to you try to get through commentating <laughs> on something you've never seen before. Um, I will try I my best. Be fun. <laughs> so we'll we'll do that. We'll try to record that on Sunday after the Rumble, and then get that out as soon as we can. Yeah, and then cool. that's that's all we got for covering WWE. Getting yeah. Sarah to watch WWE events. <laughs> This could, this worked out perfectly with the Raw being in Philly right before the Rumble and then watching yeah, the Rumble. Yeah. I think it, it worked out really good for... Yeah, definitely. If I'm going to make you watch anything, this was a good <laughs> two segments, two shows to have you watch. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. If anybody made it to the end of this podcast, Sarah, do you want to mention our other content or what we're doing after WWE content? What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, normally we watch the first episode or two or sometimes three of a show and talk about it and see if it's worth it to continue it um we just finished up watching all of singles inferno season two and i think after this we're gonna watch another korean reality dating show called transit love that's right transit love transit love two we're gonna two yeah, we're just gonna go season. right to the second season for reasons that i don't really know but people recommended it <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be the better season i guess yeah i don't i don't actually know might be an opinion. <laughs> that might just be somebody's opinion but i'm not sure but we are always open to suggestions so if anybody's got a feeling about some things we should watch i mean it won't be all of wrestling forever because i can't handle that but <laughs> we're open to suggestions yeah there's an outside chance. I mean, if you get invested enough to watch the rest WrestleMania at our, my house, <laughs> <laughs> who knows what we could do? I, I think this will probably be the last WWE content we do for a while. Although yeah. I, I think like commentating on a on the Rumble could be like a fun thing to do every year if it if it turns out good. I don't know. But we'll have to see if what we keep doing is. it, I'll learn who people are, and the, my community value year. will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> if you only watch once a year you're not really i don't think you'll remember and that's fair <laughs> and they'll just be new people you'll be like "Ooh, who the hell okay. is this i've never seen this person before <laughs> there i gave myself too much credit there you're right <laughs> <laughs> oh and um if uh people want to contact us you can email us at keepwatchingpod at gmail.com tweet at us at keepwatchingpod 
Instagram at us at Keep Watching Pod, or leave a comment on our video on YouTube also at Keep Watching Pod. And if we, I don't have a good wrestling related comment for this, <laughs> but if you had a good time with this, you know, we would appreciate it if you go leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh, yeah. This was fun, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, I had a good time. <laughs> All right, I good, was nervous good. about it at first, but it was good. I was only nervous about you not enjoying this at all. <laughs> I was only nervous about the Swamp Wizard. So <laughs> to me, wrestling is—it's just a silly time, and mm -hmm. you yeah. can you can be as into like I'm not into every segment, you know, of wrestling. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just I'm just in it. I I turn it on if it's a segment that I know I don't have to watch. I don't watch it. If I if it's a segment I I think I might like, I watch it. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah. You don't watch the whole thing. It's not like a normal TV show where you have to watch every second. So it's it's just a fun, silly time. That's how I go about it. Yeah. But okay. Are we done? I think that's it. All righty. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.